And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Daylight savings time, back to normal. Taking an hour away from us. What yeah, we, the hell? I don't, what happened? We voted to it. get rid of this, this whole, this nonsense. And then they Stupid. proved it and they never did. And this is, this is lame. I need to go back to the other time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, anyways. No, but keep it at this one. You like, you like this, this one. one? I don't mind this yeah, one either. I like when it stays light longer. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. But then during the winter, it's like. <laughs> See, it's okay. In the winter, we're always, it's like, I don't need it to be light in the morning. I'm okay getting up in the dark. No No problem. I kind of need it to be light in the morning. That's my only problem. Come on. Are you getting up when the sun's up? Are you up before? Usually a little bit before. See? Usually a little bit before, yeah. Doesn't matter then. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I just, I like kind of like on the days that I don't have to do anything, like when I don't have to work. Like I like to just. Kind of like look outside, see my windows open, see that the the sun's kind of peeping through a little bit. Kind of kind of gets me going, like in a good mood kind of way. I don't know, maybe I don't know. You know, that's how I feel. That's just how I feel. Aww. Good. Right, you look like you're about to say lame. You need. No, you <laughs> he need the sun. I, dude, I need this. I, I, man, I I get depressed when I don't have sun. I gotta have sun. Yeah, I can't. I, there's no I, way I, I can live in. Seattle. Everyone's got their thing. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't do that, man. Really? All that. Or or uh, I mean, or Portland. I mean, God, have you seen Chael, man? Look how pasty pale white he is. There's no way I could live in fucking Portland. God, like, does the sun ever come out where you live, bro? Come on, no. <laughs> Chael, I love you, brother. I love you. Um, all right, look, let's uh, uh, let, let's recap. Let's recap last night. Um, let's talk, man. Like, let's where are we you, starting? You let's start from let's start from the the, the good. No, the bad the, or the ugly? Well, let's start with uh, fighters not making weight. Let's, you know what? Let's talk let's about talk, that. Let's talk about Again, her. come on. Do we not have a problem? Do people not see the problem with a professional athlete doing everything they can to destroy themselves mm-hmm. before they actually compete to the point where they end up in a hospital? Wow. Now I feel bad for Emily Whitmire. It's but you know, and she is far from the first, and she's going to be far from the last that goes through this. And even the very best, you know, competitors, Khabib, he did it. Mm-hmm. And this is there's just something empirically wrong with the fact that we have our athletes doing something that is so detrimental to their health mm-hmm. and welfare that they end up in the hospital the day before they're supposed to compete when they're supposed to be at their very best. It's This has to change, man. Yeah. The UFC, Bellator, One, all of them, they've got to do something to stop this ridiculous weight-cutting issue and make it to where their athletes are absolutely in their best form for that fight, not destroying themselves to get to a certain weight then to come up and try to be in a good form can't have it all right someone's gonna die Josh, someone's gonna die i'm all i'm all i'm all on your side i'm all on your side okay hey i brought you over the problem is though is this is all i hear john i'm gonna get on you a little bit all i hear is this see this i'm just flapping the fingers Uh all i want to hear is solutions give me a solution on how we can do this to make sure that fighters 
stay healthy. And the other thing too is you have to look at it costs money for the commissions to do it. It costs money for the promotions to do it. To it's, put, it co- it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a little bit more of a pay. Obviously, in the beginning, it's gonna be a pain in the ass because anytime you start oh, something new, it's no a pain doubt. in the ass. But change hurts. What do you do? I, I for me, I feel like every ten pounds. I think every ten pounds you have a weight class up until you hit one ninety five. That will help. A little bit because that, that 15 to that 15 pound weight cut or whatever, you know, in that sometimes middle there, 20. sometimes 20, you know, then at least, you know, there's a weight class every 10 pounds. There's no reason you shouldn't be fucking fighting those, at your weight. Those weight classes are there. It's just the promoters yeah. have to use them. Yeah. The weight classes are already there. There's a 165 pound weight class. There's a 175 pound weight class. All there's right. a 195. Okay. So it's there. So that that's done. Next, come on. What's next? Well, how do you how do you implement it? That's what we, I I need to no, hear solutions. Impl- I got to hear solutions. Impl- how do you, impl- how do we impl- tell the impl- fighters? How do you get the fighters to do it? How do you get the fighters to do it if if their weight classes are every ten pounds or if it's very once simple. already ten pounds? You tell a fighter that you are going to be tested. They're going to do a test for hydration mm-hmm. the moment you actually weigh in, and if you're dehydrated, you cannot be weighed in. That's not reasonable, John. You cannot. No, that's totally reasonable. You cannot. You want to. You want to end this. Hold if on. If you, you are a promoter, end, you cannot you want to bank end this ridiculous weight cutting. You cannot you bank your promotion on that. You cannot bank money and promotion on that. There's just you just <clears throat> hold on. You just said what's the answer? And I'm I, and giving I, you and the I answer. said it's got to work. No, you, but the solution's got to work for everyone. Going to like it. I'm not saying promoters are going to be happy in the beginning until they either. Get together with their fighters and tell them you need to change. I'm going in you hard on the pain on you, John. You, you better you, you better have eaten your weeds this morning because I'm coming hard for you, change buddy. The weight class coming hard for you. Shit, as far as cutting all this weight, you're gonna have to change. You step on the scale. You have to be hydrated. You have to test as a hydrated person. You test as a hydrated person. Your weight counts. It doesn't. You must go hydrate, and you can come back and weigh in. It it will not work that way. You're not making any sense. There's no way a promotion will bank on fighters not being at that weight. There, there's just no way. Like, I can't, you can't, like, think about last night with Izzy and Romero. Like, oh, I'm going to show up. Oh, Romero's not hydrated enough, so he can't fight. Fuck, yeah, right. No promotion's going to bank off that. Hold there's on, hold no on, hold way. on. Obvi- obviously, you can't just do something with no one knowing and everything. It's got to change. There is change that needs to come. And change, like I said, it's not going to make everyone happy. And it's going to hurt for a while. But if you want to make it to where the fighters learn, you cannot weigh in as a dehydrated human being, then you're going to have to start to implement it. And you're going to have to do it to the point where you don't get to weigh in. You don't have an official weigh-in unless the doctor there verifies that you are a hydrated athlete you want to change it you want to take it away that's the way to do it but here here's the thing like we had talked about in the where we california state athletic commission when we had that meeting a long time ago about the about fighters making weight and cutting weight and the hydration test dude i cut weight in college and that was right after the two kids from michigan i believe michigan died they they, we we fake the hydration test all the time See, like that doesn't it? It doesn't. You, but you you cannot fake that test at the moment you're gonna weigh in and have the doctor give you a fucking hydration test. You're either gonna be hydrated or not. The weight's either gonna be on you or not. 
it, it here's the thing you, you have you have to look at it you have to look at it from all points of view right now you're looking at strict and i agree with you on, on the safety for the fighters i agree on that okay the problem is as a promotion you cannot bank that the commission will not shut the fight down that's just you don't do business that way. That's not how you make money doing business. And if I, the, I agree. It's hard on the promotion you, because they could lose fights. Lose fights. They could lose main events. Millions of dollars they put into promoting that fight. That's not going to happen, John. We I, I need solutions I didn't that are. Say it was going to. I need solutions that are reasonable. You asked me how do you fix it. I told you how you. That's fix it. but you need to make sure that it's a reasonable <laughs> solution. I, I, you know. Okay. All right. If you're going to go, let's take a step down. You want to go to what's going to be more acceptable, but you're still going to lose fights. You have a fighter come in, and now you can weigh them in, but they can only be up to the next weight class. They know that the next weight class, that night of the fight, that's what they have to be in. So hopefully they're smart enough mm -hmm. to say, I need to get my, my weight class or my body weight within this realm that yeah. I'm comfortable not exceeding that next weight class, mm -hmm. but you're going to lose fights there too. There, yeah. You're always going to have the possibility of losing fights when you put certain restrictions as far as weight and how much you can either gain or cut or whatever. Here's the thing. The way you just said, which is the way that I recommended when we talked to California State Athletic Commission, you shouldn't be allowed to exceed the weight class above yours. So if I fight at 155, you shouldn't be allowed to uh Exceed 170. 170. You know what I mean? So that was the that was what I suggested that time. The hydration test, I just remember in college, we were able to fake them all the time because they just give you the hydration sticks. Yeah, they but don't work. Different. Now, there's different tests. That's that, the specific gravity strip is nothing. They have other abilities now. But you're talking okay, someone's hydration. Okay, I understand. Okay, that's fine. But I still think that that's a way to lose fights, more so than the way that you just brought up. The way that you brought up is you were suggesting that you can't exceed a certain way, but those fighters can still fight though, just with the big fine on their purse. So sure, I mean the guy like the people miss weight all the time. What's the kid that just fought last week and that fought uh, Figueroa or whatever it was that fought Joseph Ben four pounds over? Yeah, you just basically go by weight. Every pound you're over, you're losing ten percent of but your see, purse. Okay, but but here's the problem: guys have already figured this out, and this has to change because guys like. Figueredo, if you want to say it, and I'm not saying he didn't try know. to make that weight. He did try to make the weight. Mm -hmm. But how many guys are you seeing? Because I would tell you it's probably, and I'm not exactly right, 75 to 80 percent of the guys who miss weight come in, get to be able to fight, and win their fight mm -hmm. based upon they didn't put their bodies through the same torture that their opponent ended up going through to make that weight. They're heavier, and they're looking at it basically – mathematically, yes, you lose money in this fight, but you get the win. So what's happening in your net? You're making more. And it's worth the cost for you to actually just miss the weight. Well, then that should be that should be in the contracts for the UFC to say like, hey, you obviously if you don't make weight and the guy decides to fight you, okay, then you're not you're obviously not getting bumped up in pay even if you do win. That, I mean, that's got to be on the promotion right there. It's like, hey, you don't benefit. Well, that, that is you on don't, the promotion. You don't uh, benefit from not doing your fucking job. But see, that's what they're doing right now. They are benefiting from not doing their job. Well, that's that, that's some, that's benefiting. that's an easier fix in the promotion than it is to say like, "Hey, if you take this hydration stick and if you pass, like we can lose the fight." No, that's that's not a reasonable solution, John. You got to come to me with some real answers over here. This is why I come to you. 
Okay, you got to give me the good stuff, not the stuff that that was not the good stuff. Your, your weight cutting, weight cutting is always going to be an issue. It Guys is. are going to always, girls are always going to try to find something that they think is going to give them an advantage. But to have the option to still fight, look, if Benavides said, "Look, he's four pounds over, I'll take forty percent of his purse, you know, ten percent per pound." Also, too, like, uh, yeah, yeah, that. That that just makes it easier for him to make the decision. Like, do I want forty percent and take the chance of fighting, and I still get my my show money? At least I'm kind of making my own money back. You know what I mean? Like, even if I was to lose, I'm still making almost my whole purse. He's only making half. I mean, it, it gives them an option to still keep the fight on if he's overweight. If the fighter, if the other fighter wants it, some fighters. Uh, what was his name? The kid Lincioni, uh, from Bellator. He f tried to fight. Uh, he was gonna supposed to fight that really good kid. Robin Van Rasmulen. Yeah, and he came over like eleven pounds overweight, and he's like, "Yeah, I would have taken it if he was like six or seven. He's like, "But not eleven. Like eleven was just a whole other person." I don't blame him. You know, and so he didn't I take it. Him. Still got his show money. Still didn't get his win money. I don't believe, but still got his show money. Showed up, lived to fight another day. That kind of thing. Sometimes fighters take it to the point where like, oh, I already did all the work and I, you know, just take half your purse and go. Okay. You yep. didn't take any damage. You made money and they're going to put you on the next card because you're already in shape. Just say, hey, can you pay me my, my show money? Put me on the next available card and I'll be ready to go. Makes sense. I just don't think the way the first way that you were talking about is it's reasonable. It's there's no way promotion. It's the only way to actually stop what is occurring. I, I so the only other thing I can think of is is this is you can weigh all the fighters for say like you know in the beginning of their camp and weigh them again when they sh like midway through you know and that's the only way I think as long as you can keep the regulation and see exactly what they weigh from the beginning of the camp and then when they diet it down and what they actually weigh say the two weeks before that's their realistically that's kind of their real weight that week and a half to two weeks before. They're ripped and they're shredded. They're on track. You're not going to get in any really in any, any better shape in the last 10 days or nine days or whatever. That's your weight class, whatever that weight class is. So that, that they haven't even started cutting weight. Like when could, and you know, I use Khabib as well, an example. Hoping, you're hoping they didn't start cutting weight. Nah. I mean, if, like if they know, hold on, if they know, oh, they're going to show up 10 days before my fight. What do you think they're going to start to do? I don't, think, do? I don't think people cut that soon. I don't think people cut that soon. Hold on. I'm not saying that they now cut that soon. Mm -hmm. But if they know that 10 days before my fight, I'm going to have a, a weigh-in to check my weight, what do you think they're going to do, no, Josh? No, no, we're saying you. I'm talking about your hydration situation also. I'm talking about you weigh that, you check their weight from the beginning when they start their weigh-in or start their, their uh, camp, and then you do it again about 10 to 12 days, whatever, week and a half, two weeks before that, that should be their normal weight, what they fight at and what they normally walk around at. That's when they start their camp. When they know that there's a fight on the line, I would send someone there like, hey, we're looking to book you. You know that they're not in shape. You know that they're. this is where they normally walk around at. Weigh them and hydrate them and see what their hydration is then and then do it again two weeks before and see where they're at. Because here's the thing. Even though... I went through a slump in my career where I literally was drinking maybe like one 12 ounce bottle of water a day. And I was training two to three times a day that, that I was already, I was so dehydrated that I, I couldn't go to the bathroom. Like it was just one of those things where, you know, it was like a little bit of pee would come out and then I'd wait for like two minutes, a little bit of pee would come out. Like it was one of those situations. I seriously, I had, I, that's, that's what got me working with um, the Balco labs guy. Uh, what was his name? 
Victor Conte. So he got a, he yeah he, yeah he got you just a, admitted to working with Victor Conte. Yes, I worked with him after he got tested <laughs> by after he got popped. So that guy couldn't even talk about shit. He would fucking go back to jail. Yeah. So, but I'm saying, um, he he's the one that taught me with the hydration, like the, the salt loading in the morning. Um, different types of different times of the day of when to salt load. Also, different times of the day when to eat certain foods. He's the reason why I was able to get back on track because of the I just my I was so dehydrated. I just couldn't function. I mean, Javier, I, we, there was a point there in my career where I was, Javier was like, you might want to go to the doctor and get tested to see if you have cancer. Cause I couldn't get through a five minute round sparring without just being done. Just done. I was so dehydrated. So over, like I was overtraining and dehydrated at the same time. I just couldn't get through a five minute round. Okay, anyway, okay, to get on. back on track. Uh, hold on. No, stop. Hold on. Before I gotta, I gotta get into this. Mm -hmm. You were just training at that time, training for a fight. Yeah. How far out? Oh, like 10 weeks. Right? Maybe 10 eight, weeks and eight. you're drinking one fucking 16 ounces? No, no, ounce? any time. Not even 16 ounces. Like maybe maybe 12. Sometimes less. What the I, what I, is wrong with you? For some reason, man. I don't know what it was. I thought I was consuming. For some reason, you, what, you were afraid of water? No, I thought I was consuming. Because <laughs> I was I was having, you know, protein shakes. I was drinking, like, you know, I'd have like a cup of juice in the morning. And the and, and Victor's like, that's not water, dude. You need that's water. water. You need water. Yeah. And I was like, I always consumed like... You know, I I would have like an Arnold Palmer. I would have green tea. I would have these things, but they're not they're not water. And so when it came down to it, like green tea is actually a diuretic, makes you piss yeah. more. And so I just I, really at the time I wasn't paying attention to anything that was going on. And yeah, see I right just, right now, podcast yeah. Dave is sitting there saying, "I told you he's an idiot." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Been saying it for five years. Uh, this guy, no one likes him. Uh, Nobody likes. Dave. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, it so it was like it got to the point where there was there was times where I couldn't I couldn't even get through like a full five minute round of sparring and and Hov and Bob were like you need to go to the doctor and get checked get your blood work done see if you have anything something's wrong with you and then I went and they're like yeah you're just extremely dehydrated and I was like shit I said, I'm drinking enough you know fluids and stuff I'll, but I'll it drink wasn't water shakes. yeah protein basically yeah protein <laughs> shakes and. You know, liquid carbs, all that stuff. It just wasn't working. I mean, like it, I need water. Anyways, my thought process is you check their weight, say, you know, whenever their fight is announced, right there on the spot, you got to check their weight, have them do a hydration test. You do it again, you know, let's say, you know, 10 days before they come to Vegas or wherever the fight is. <clears throat> and it's that is their weight. To do, hold on. It's, it's hard to do what you're saying based upon where are these fighters at? Usada seems to knock on everyone's Hold fucking on. door. I, I, I won't, but I want you to <laughs> think. Five thirty in the a, morning. Just take a look at the UFC's card last night. Where do these people? Where they're at? You got Adesanya, who's in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. You got, you got Wei Li, who's in China. You got. I mean, Wanda come on, man. Yeah. Well, she Ooh, actually she's, she's in, in she's in Florida, but yeah, I mean, you got people from you know all over to sit there and say, oh, we're gonna weigh you in and do a, you know, a specific strip gravity test as far as uh, you know for dehydration the just the the amount of money in logistics this they would still lose amount of money the way you're talking they're gonna lose money on main events what's gonna lose just what as would much you the way that you're no. talking, traveling to all these people's places no i think if, once you right, once you do once you do it a couple <laughs> times once you do it a couple times i think it makes a difference yeah. you'll see you'll well, know you where just, they're at you just said it you're right once you do it a couple times and you say you're not gonna be officially no. weighed in until you you are hydrated yeah it'll change and that's when 
people will start fighting close to their natural weight. The problem is when you dehydrate, when you hydrate them back up, they're not going to make weight. And then, then you're back into the, you may lose the fight. You may not lose Hold the it. fight. That like, tells you don't go into a weight class and cut weight to get there. Some guys Be more towards your natural weight. Some guys and girls cut a ton of weight and they still have great performances. Just it be, has nothing to we're, do we're with falling. their performance. No, now you're it has to do. No, it has to do with their health. You're starting, There's not one of them. Not one. You're starting you to sound included, insane right now. They can sit there and say that that weight cut is healthy for you and it doesn't have an effect on you somewhere later in your life. Hey, mentally, some, maybe it will have an effect, but so is getting punched in the face. That has an effect on you later on in life, too. <laughs> like I agree, it does. You, <laughs> look, the bottom line is, is they need, I do, we do both agree, and we've been saying this for a while, that they need to come up with a solution. Your first yeah. solution is absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've your ever heard in my life. Stupidest thing no, ever. So your my solution, go figure out something my solution is the better of the two. Oh my God. There's just no way around it. My solution weak. is the best of the two. Totally weak. No. <laughs> yes. Your your way doesn't make any sense. It, it just you're, you financially I'm gonna, I'm just doesn't work for there. anyone. Your, your no. way is as weak as the performance Yoel Romero put on. Owns a that poor guy. All right. Look, let's uh let's all right, let's talk about the fight card. I'm tired of uh Making you, making you sound ridiculous. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Uh, okay, so all right, which fight? Which fight, let's talk about what fight was on. There was a uh, what fight? Was there was it? some good. How about there, there was some? Sean O'Malley fight. came back from yes a two year layoff. Yes, damn, he looked good. He looked fast. He looked smooth. Yep, he looked good. I won some money on that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah I won some money on that fight. Um, he. I thought I thought he looked great, man. I thought he looked absolute dominant. Everything he needed to do. Uh, I was concerned about the ring rust. He was very accurate. I, I like how when he came out, he came out with the little side kick to the thigh, you know that little you know to the knee of the yeah. thigh. I really like that because that lets you. For me, like when I was fighting, I used my push kick a lot in the very beginning. It was like more of my range finder, yeah. and it kept me away from getting hit. You know, like in the face, anyways. You know, it was it, it, it kept my distance really well. And it establishes the distance for yes. you that that guy has to respect. Yep. And it, it kind of lets the fight develop a little bit in front of you as well. It lets you ease into coming back after a long layoff like that. He looked he looked great. Everything about him oh. looked great. I yeah, I hopefully we see him a lot a lot more. What why I have a question. Maybe you know. Is why was he off for so long? There was multiples in there. He had, you know, he, there, you cannot test for marijuana during that window of the fight, no yeah. matter it's a 24 hour window. So you figure if your fight is, we'll say at eight o'clock at night, yeah, that, that means they have that 12 hours before it, 12 hours after it, that you cannot reach that certain number. Now the numbers have changed both in WADA and USADA. They have now changed the actual number of what's allowable, mm -hmm. which is smart. But when he was popped, it was at a different number. And so, you know, he didn't, the, nothing, I, I always look at it and it's like, dude, marijuana does not help you fight. It no. helps you as far as uh, inflammation. I do believe it helps with that for fighters, you know, but that's, that's not performance enhancing. Well, I mean, and if so, you have anxiety, it could help you handle with the, the pressure of the fight a little bit more. That's 
that's uh, look i'm yeah just, but, i'm just really just trying to pick a fight with you right now <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not changing <laughs> just, your performance yeah i mean it's 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 hard it's hard for me to to argue a case against something like that he really it, it sucks and i think eventually like you see the nfl players and baseball players and basketball players i mean they all have talked about how they use it after games especially when they're sore it helps yeah. a lot better and so you're not, definitely not getting addicted to it um there's no there's no addiction percentage of what i from what i understand and what i've read um I, it definitely helps with your ability to recover um and you don't have that hangover and you don't have that addiction like oxycontin and vicodins and those things uh, that, that are that, those running. are okay because those are a prescription yeah those are those are running <laughs> rampant funny. through our fucking u.s uh, just no, destroying people's lives um yeah I mean, I, 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 I just was wasn't, wasn't sure if there was something else. I felt like there was something else. I heard about the testing, but I also heard that I thought there was like some other family stuff or emotional stuff going on with him that he just couldn't get back and and get into a camp. But he looked fucking absolutely phenomenal, and I oh, hope, he, I hope he stays good. busy and and you know he stays relevant because I feel I, I don't I don't know yet. I haven't seen enough of him to say that he can be a world champion, but I feel like he can be right up in there in that talk and that conversation at one. He, you know, he, he can definitely uh, give some people some uh, nightmares yes. as far as trying to get to that championship if he's if he's not that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the thing about him is not only he fights, yeah, beautifully, and he's a personality man. He's yeah. he's got he's he's a different duck. I love the you know the big old poof hair and yeah. the freaking glasses he wears. He looks like he's from the '60s, man. He's yeah. a throwback, but he's awesome. It was so funny. He did something his last fight. And Nate Diaz says something about him on, on Twitter. And I remember he replied to Nate, bro, I'm a huge fan. And Nate like talks shit about him on Twitter. And he writes <laughs> back, Hey man, it's cool that you, 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 you watch my fight. He's like, but bro, I'm a big fan, man. Why you got to say that about me? It was something like along those lines. So nice. So humble. I was like, this is a cool kid. What a good kid, man. It was cool. I, anyways, I know I just went off on a little tandem there, but, um, Anyway, uh, I thought he was phenomenal. I thought he did a great job. He he dictated the pace of the fight. Um, <clears throat> I was I wanted to know how he would react his first couple times getting hit. That kind of concerned me a little bit because after you've been out for two years, you know, it just it kind of you don't know. You, you got to fight and training is completely different. So the speed of the fight is a lot faster. Uh, you're not you majority of people don't really spar or like work with little MMA gloves when they're you know when they're training. Very rarely, you know, like uh, mainly spar with 16 ounce gloves. I mean, a lot of us do at AK. So uh, I would imagine a lot. Of, I see a lot of the other guys do it as well at some of the other camps. Very rarely do you see people working with MMA gloves, except for in the grappling area. Um, so it's just him getting used to being hit like that. Um, the speed and the covering up and just thinking you could block when you can't. The gloves sneak through, come around, you know, come around the edges and also right down the middle. So <clears throat> I was expecting to see him control the and dictate the pace which he did and i want to see how he looked as soon as he got hit like did he did it like shock him did it did he want to stay away from him no he just went through the motions he did everything that he was supposed to do he looked very dominant and uh i can't really say a whole lot because the fight wasn't that long but it was i thought all the things that he did show he showed a very good performance very good and the the way he finished it because yeah the the one shot kind of looked like it clubbed uh quintero but the kick this is when a guy tries to block with one hand. Yeah. Kick went right through it, and you could see it damaged him, hurt him bad. Then he comes in, another shot puts him down, a little hammer fist, but just, I thought, 
very impressive coming back, especially off of that layoff. Yeah. Really good performance. Yeah, Gerald yeah. Mishart, he freaking looked fantastic. Yes. Dude. That was a beautiful, you know, I guess it was, you know, it's a submission win because he got the rear naked choke, but it was on the feet that that fight was played out on. And I really impressive because the guy he's fighting is faster and probably more power on him, but definitely didn't have the range. You know, you're he looking fought, at he fought Durant. He's the one that fought Durant, Durant right? So yeah. Durant, Durant and I trained together. I know Durant from AKA, and uh, yeah. he's one of DC's closest friends. Um, I'm going to put him in the same category as Joel Romero. You got all this wrestling, and you don't use it. He got the takedown <laughs> in the first round. He got the takedown in the first round. Dude, you, that was stood a beautiful up. trip. Yeah, but he that, stood that up and just... Was beautiful. It just stands up. I was like... What are you doing? Now I look at you gotta understand he's respecting the ground game of Mishar. He is yeah. he's respecting it. I get it, okay. but but he and he's feeling that, that I'm faster, I'm more powerful on my feet, and I think I can I can get through that range and I can hurt him. But I was like surprised when he just got up and let him come back up on his feet. Yeah, you, you got to at least try to win some seconds and some minutes in that round to do that. that you know, that would have given you for sure. What, I think that was the first round. Could, it it would have given you the yeah. first round. I mean, like he just it showed the lack. I mean, here he is. What six? Now he's six and two, but he was six and one last night. Fight IQ. You got. You got to understand the game. You know, and if you can't, if you're so concerned about not going to that position on the ground, it drives me crazy, man. You then. You got to spend maybe more time in the gym. Just get a little, yeah. you know, spend more time just yeah. refining and getting ready for guys like that. Here's the thing. Where does he go? UFC cut him? I mean, that's two no. losses in a row. He didn't, honestly, he looked, physically he looked better, but he still gassed out like he did in this first, uh, the last time he fought. He got different, tired. Different mindset. The didn't make weight. Round, he was tired. Didn't make weight last time. This time he made weight. I felt like he looked physically, he looked better. I felt like he looked good. He looked a little bit fresher, I thought, in the second round than he did, obviously, in the last fight. Um, <clears throat> he had some good moments in the third. Remember, he rocked, uh, what's his name, Mishart? He rocked him in the yeah, third, yeah, but then dude, no he... sense of urgency. I was like, dude, you had him rocked. Get after him. At least put pressure. Make him react to something. That, but he just didn't have it in him. Didn't have the gas tank in him. Nope. And I'm just like, ah, oh, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could see them giving him. Excuse me. I can see. Well, I can see them. I know. <clears throat> I, there? <laughs> Five o'clock in the morning. There's a. It's a thing called when when someone yawns and you see them yawn and you yawn after them. It means that you're a sympathetic person. Obviously, you're not. But <laughs> I'm not. Not at all, <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, Dave didn't yawn either. You get two peas in a pod ah, over here. See? Yeah, that's why I love podcast Dave. Yeah. Come on, man. Nobody really <laughs> loves podcast Dave. Just, just not know. lazy like you. No, <laughs> nobody really loves. Um. You know what? The only time I don't love him is when he's got that dumb WWE belt. Oh, geez. Oh, I'm yeah. going to have that tonight. <laughs> yeah, this guy. What a nut. There's a show tonight. That. Oh, oh, there is? Yeah. There's a show gonna tonight. Are you going to walk around? Just no underwear, huh? Just... No underwear, just my belt. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. That's good because when you have to, you can just put the belt on the ground and piss on it. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, it's embarrassing to think that a grown man has one of those. Why is it embarrassing? It's embarrassing. Just <laughs> because um, you never had one. No, you're right. I know, and I never wanted one. Um, yeah. Strike force doesn't really count, does it? Oh wow! Wow, I have a real one. I do have a real one. I do have a real one. Um, what about what about the fight between Close, Dracar Close, and Benil Darush? God, 
Dang he it, is, that was good. He is man. good, man. I, I, he, what happened to him? He went through a slump after the Barboza fight, well, right? He had a couple, yeah, you know, he got got clipped a couple of times. and got the nasty knee from Barboza, remember that? Yeah. You kind of look at that and you go, man, maybe he's getting a little chinny. He took some shots from close on that fight. Yeah, he... And, and then bit down and that left hand just touched the button. It was yeah. perfect. You know, that was just, yeah, he, yeah I've, I've known him since the beginning of his career. You know, he's out of Cal, you know, been living in California for a long time. Just a great guy. Used to, as a blue belt, used to come to my tournaments and compete, you know, and he's just, he's so good. Yeah. His, his ground game is outstanding. People don't give him credit. And he's got really good wrestling. He just doesn't look like it. He, <laughs> I honestly got to tell you, man, like we were talking about it last night and I was like, he looks like one of those guys. It's like your accountant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was I was thinking like one of those guys that has like a business suit on with like the salt and pepper hair, kind of just you know. That's it. He looks. Like, yeah, I just. He's a CPA, man. Yeah, yeah. It's very true. It's very <laughs> yeah, true. We were just like, and then you, you, you fight. See, yeah, you see his body, and you're all you're not ripped or anything. Like you just whatever. But he he can fucking fight. I remember yeah, he can. I, the first fight I ever saw of him was with Barboza, and then he lost. But that was a phenomenal fight up until the point where he lost. And I, th I thought I was like, dude, this this kid's. I've never heard of this kid. And this kid's real. And I know he'd he'd been fighting for a while. And I had heard his name, but I'd never seen him fight. But I was very impressed with him. Very. Do you hear Barboza wants out of his contract? Yes, I actually want to talk to you about that. Hello. Okay. Yeah, Let's uh, keep going with the fights. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, we'll, I, I we'll, we'll, don't don't uh, don't. We'll come back to that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought Darius. He did everything. Uh, he did everything Beautiful. he was supposed to. He got clipped a little bit. Uh, like he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt right before that. Oh man, bit. when he hit close and you saw the stanky leg dance, I, I was know. like, what? Yeah, it was. I thought the whole fight was good. I thought they did. They did what they're supposed to. They came out there, dictated each other. Like one person was trying to dominate, take over the other person. Uh, close. He had. He had some moments, I think, in that or that earlier in the round. And then he just, but then Darius just was able to take over a little bit. They went back and, oh man, I can't even say it was. It was a really good fight. They went back and forth, and it was, it was good. It was good. He did close. Close did a good job of cheating while while Darius was on his back. You can see him grabbing fingers. Mm. <laughs> it's like uh, grabbing the glove material. Like yeah. Jason. Jason had his hands full, but you know you got it. There was a couple of times both hands were on the fence. It's like man, it's getting to that point. Yeah. I'll take you. I'll take you out of there for a second. Take points from me and put you right back in that same wow. spot. So, you know, it's a it's a tough one. But if he ain't cheating, he ain't trying. I don't. I don't give yeah. him. I don't give him uh, any bad feelings for it. Because I, if I had Darush on my back or going to take me down, I'd be cheating too. Yeah, that kid's good. I wonder what's yeah. next for him. I, I don't know. He's in that. You know, he he, he gets to that point where you look and you go, man, all he's got to do is get that win, and I'm, you know, is that doesn't get it. Was that fifty five last night? Yeah. Okay, because I knew I know he fights at fifty five, but I wasn't sure if he went up to seventy. Like, kind of, nope. I don't know. In in the midst of all this, I haven't seen him fight in a while. Man, um, you want to talk about the seventy fight? How about Cowboy Oliveira against Max? He's good, man. They were banging in that fight. Oliveira is just fun to watch. 
He's crazy. He is just fun. He is all over the place. Yeah, he's so fun to watch. I'm like, wow, you are. He just, yeah, he is. He's really. He's literally all over the place. Yeah. He. It was. A, I have a friend over, and he goes. He says, "Who's going to win this?" I said, "You know what? They both can win this." I said, yeah. Max is very good at controlling the fight and pushing a pace. I said, "But Oliveira is crazy and will be all over the place. That's why you never know if he's going to win or lose because a lot of times he makes a big mistake. Yeah. And that leads to him, you know, getting hurt." I go, but he's fun to watch. You're going to enjoy watching him. And he, again, he was fun. And dude, he's long. When, mm -hmm. when he throws, he creates a distance and covers it and, and lands. Man, I was like, damn, he's long at times. And you figure he used to fight at 155. Yeah. That's, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Um, yeah, you got to stop that crap, man. You got to yawn after me, though. I want to see some sympathy. <laughs> I'm not going to do you. it. There's um, no sympathy here. Are you kidding me? To talk about what you what you just said is, the mistakes he makes, he makes them all the time, and it showed right at the, yep. end the right at the end of the fight. He got slid off the top. He slid off the top, and they ended up on bottom for the Ends last what, minute and a half of the fight, or minute of two, the fight, two and a half at least. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like a minute and a half of the fight. He ends up on I bottom. Mean, I, you're like you're dominating the fight, and then you fall off. Like the main th the main position in the third round, just control it. Don't try to do too much and just does something like he tries to make, he tries to create too much action, too much excitement. And he slid off the back and ended up on yep. bottom. You're like, I was like, oh, what are you doing, kid? Come on, man. That's why, that, that, that's why, that's why you love him. And that's why you yeah, hate him. Cause exactly. it's like, oh, what are you doing? But that exactly. is what makes him exciting. Yes. It, he, he will take chances. Yep. No, I, oh. enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy, um, I enjoy watching him fight a lot. What was the? Yeah. I watched who? There was somebody I watched him the very first time I ever saw him fight. God, I can't remember, but he ended up having one of the best fights of the night, and I was just after that I was a fan. Oh God, I can't remember. Do you remember roughly? No, it was a while ago. It was like I think it, was it was in I Brazil. Think, I think it was his first fight in the UFC. I it was what I saw him fight. It I was. Remember who yeah, it was. He, he he was brought in as the last minute. Yes. And look at all the fights he's had now. Yeah. 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 He's fucking great, man. It's just, that lets you know there's so much phenomenal talent out there that's just untapped. That's, just KG untapped. News? That's it. Who? KG just got to get. Who? Uh, Gilbert Burns. No. Gilbert Burns. It was yes. Gilbert Burns. He replaced yes. me. He replaced me. I was supposed was to fight. I was supposed to fight Gilbert Burns. That's right. I was like, who is this guy? It was him. Yeah, he replaced me. Because I, okay. I, yeah, I got. Yeah, I got, he put on a. In fact, he lost that fight. Yeah. But, but it was but I I thought he won. Yeah, yeah, it was close. It I, was a close. I think fight. I thought I had him winning too. It was a submission loss. Oh, was it submission? Armbar. I got caught caught at the end. That's right. Uh, Sorry. What when, yeah, when did he, he was caught? winning that third fight? Round? End of the third round. Yeah. End of the third round. Yeah. Okay. He was right. winning. That was it. Was a really I, I was there. I remember, and it was like that was a great performance by him. those of you guys that comment at home. You guys comment in our comment section about how John um, always remembers everything. Well, just so you guys notice, he just didn't, didn't right he there. Didn't remember that. I want to <laughs> let you guys know that. Okay, so yeah. before you guys, and I go, didn't remember it was Gilbert Burns until the name was brought up. Yeah, yeah. Right. See, you guys. See, I told you, seventy-five years old. I'm slipping, <laughs> starting dude. to slip a little bit. Slip. I want you guys to understand this at home. Okay, he's slipping. He's slipping. downhill. Okay, it's all downhill. That's what all right. Let's let's. This let's is what talk happens when you that. hang out with Josh Thompson. You start to slip. fight of the night, man. <laughs> what, what a fight. Between the champ, Yoel, Yoel, and Izzy, yeah, great fight oh, of the no, night. No, come on, <laughs> great stop. fight of the God, night, fight dude, of the night. Man, just <laughs> ruined my fucking evening. And I was up, you know, it's you know, two o'clock like in, in the morning, morning for you. Uh, it's like, and I had to watch that. Yeah, but man, however you want to, I say it's Weili Zhang because Weili's her first name. Mm -hmm. But Zhang Weili, Weili Zhang, 
and Joanna, what a fight. Yep. That was just remarkable by both ladies. God damn, they were good and they were tough. And Wei Lee turned Joanna into a Klingon. <laughs> that that <laughs> was. Poor girl. You know, I, I, I had Mark Hominick with his, you know, giant hematoma when he oh, fought yeah. Jose Aldo. And that was a big one. Joanna just beat it. And good job by the referee, the ringside positions, letting that fight go on. People need to understand why that swelling is there. You know, why was it not? Why was it there? Tell me why. She got in, and I I can't tell you. They never really showed the blow that you could say did it. But it's either, you know, heads when heads clash or an elbow or a knee hits that area of the forehead. It doesn't split the skin, but it actually ruptures an arterial vein we got a lot of veins going through our forehead it ruptures one of those arterial veins you have some that go between your wrinkles do you have some to go between your wrinkles up there dude i got i got <laughs> i got many I, I don't have that many veins going between my wrinkles since i have so many wrinkles yes you, you can do. only have so many veins there's like six right but there i can see people, oh dude come Just on when man. you move your forehead a little bit yeah. i look like a fucking sharpay puppy man you you yeah. uh yeah, I mean, like, if your forehead was a little swollen, you'd look like a Klingon also. It's all Dude, I need that swelling because all these would <laughs> go all... away. You know? But that but... hairline, though, baby. Woo! Look at that bad boy. This ain't going good. nowhere. No. Solid. All right, sorry to interrupt. I had to make fun of you for a split second. You know, so when that, <laughs> that vein ruptures, it's going to obviously bleed under the skin, and it's going to continue to pump out until that pressure in that vein and area reaches the pressure of the heart then it yeah. then it kind of stops but then she got hit again and it started another one and that mm -hmm. kind of met up with it and so it just got bad wow. but yeah uh, incredible performance by both yeah i i've had something like that happen to me a couple times um what it is like when people throw their hooks sometimes the knuckles hit the forehead and so instead of where the glove is covering, just that front part of the knuckles here, for those of you yep. guys at home that can't see, you guys are listening on iTunes. It's the front part where the fingers aren't ex covered by the gloves. So that, that knuckle where your fingers are, it bends there. Those knuckles, when people throw hooks, sometimes they don't turn it over and you exactly. hit with the knuckle and that ends up causing that, like those hematomas. I had them all over my head when I fought Gil the second time. And I'm sure some were from punches with the gloves, but a lot of them felt like they were, <laughs> they were like just knuckles. <laughs> And it just, it hurt. It hurt real bad. It was real tender to the touch. Uh, I think you can see a little bit. I don't know if she was just embarrassed because her forehead was so swollen in her post-fight interview. Oh, yeah. But she was just like, you could tell she was like touching oh, it because it was, she can it's feel painful. It because it it's so mushy painful. and it's like. Yeah. yeah. It feels like, you know, when you fall and hit your ground, hit your ground, you hit your head on the ground, you've got like a big bump. It feels like it's super tender like that, but all in your forehead. I get them. I get. I get them a lot when I first start sparring again after I haven't sparred for a while. My forehead, like right where your eyebrow is, it's really yep. tender to touch. Even with that headgear, even when you wear, hey, I've, I've got winning headgear. It's you know, fucking like four hundred fifty bucks. Still hurts. Still like just the 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 buildup around your eyes is just it's painful to the touch. It's soft skin. Yeah, I do have soft skin. It is. Yeah, no, no, that's it. dude. There's a thing we call it soft skin because as you're training, it, you know, you start and just marks. I get marks all across my face. It doesn't matter. You just breathe. Go and I, yeah. There's a mark. I look like you know when Fedor. Mm -hmm. And then as you continue and you you know stick with it for that couple of weeks, you, it starts to get starts to go away and it doesn't yeah. happen the same it's called tough skin tough skin i do i do have it either have it or you don't and i never had it 
let's so this okay so this fight t- tell me how did you score it you had it going I, the i had i had it going into the fifth round even you had it two two I, I had a two two going in the fifth round and i could i can sit here and sit this is one of those fights it was so competitive either way it went there's going to mm-hmm. be people that thought Joanna won and there's going to be people that thought that Whaley mm-hmm. won it and both deserved to win it uh, that's and i have no problem that Whaley uh keeps the title i have no problem if Joanna had gotten the title mm-hmm. but you got to look at what Whaley did overall and we talk about damage and everything she was damaged she received a lot of damage on that leg her face was swollen badly uh, but sh- I was so impressed with a person that had never fought, you know, into those fourth and fifth championship mm-hmm. rounds. And I thought in the third round, because if there was one round that there was no doubt who won it, it was the third round. Joanna won that round. No doubt about it. Easily. And there were a couple of moments you go, she's hurt. She's having problems mm-hmm. and she's starting to degrade. You know, she's slowing down. And man, she came back in the fourth round and she put on a performance again. I'm like, God damn, that girl is tough. Yeah. She is incredible. And she is in incredible shape because you would, as you're seeing someone and they're starting to slide off of that slope, you're going, ah, there, she's starting to, she can't hold that pace. She's having a hard time, you know, just coming back with her counters. And she comes out in the fourth round and she's right back to where she was. And, even actually started to improve so great fight yeah i I maybe i think probably for her it was a mental edge i think for most fighters getting going into those fourth and fifth rounds it's a mental breakthrough getting through the third you get to the third you get to the fourth you're like is you're halfway through the fourth you're like shit i only got like seven eight minutes left in this fight like i'm making i can do it you know there there is that mental breakthrough like when you get to the end of the third you're not used to you would know you're you yeah you're used to thinking that the fight's over i'm done no no you got two more rounds so then in a championship fight they're already stressing a little bit about the fourth round like can i get through the third oh i got through the third perfect now they're like okay as long as i got through the third i'm fine i feel good fourth and fifth they feel good enough to go through the fourth and fifth, but there, there is some mental barriers there in that beginning. Especially if you've never been in past the third, you're wondering what what do I got to do? Like, is it going to get worse? Is, is the pace going to pick up? She had no idea what to expect. Joanna's been there countless times, and she, I bet Joanna was thinking, "I'm going to get her in the fourth and fifth. I'm going to get her in the oh, fourth, fifth. So. especially after the third round." Yeah. She's thinking to herself, "I got this shit. I got this shit." And then Whaley came out and just had a good performance up until then. Like, uh, thir- I thought, I thought, I thought it was close. You and I, I was texting you. I was like, who do you have right now? I, I could have seen it going four one, um, towards Wei Lee. I had, it, I had it. I think I had it four one Um, her losing the third, like you said, but I think I had it four one or four three one three one. sorry, three one going into the fifth. So it just was one, it was one of those, eh, I, I was more like caught myself, fucking just watching the fight like i was I enjoying it i was like this oh. is such a good fight that i stopped so like good. i stopped worrying about who was dictating what and who who was putting the pressure who was landing the cleaner shots i was like oh shit she got hit oh shit he hit her back oh shit i was like it was, i was like on the edge of my seat the whole time so it was they a good were fight both countering each other and landing the same shots at the same time yeah it was i mean 
so fun to watch and you got to give props to both ladies how they they stole that show where do you stole it with that performance where do you put that fight in the best ever fights yes uh okay are we saying best ever all time or best ever female uh well let's do both but i say best what i mean by best ever all time is fights that normally don't end with finishes you know like best ever yeah. in terms of like that went the distance and like great like you know they, when they talked about gus gusifin's fight gus is yeah. i'll just say gus gus and john jones they talk <laughs> i just I fucked it murdered his name twice in a row i was like forget it it's too early for this, this shit alexander's fight yeah yeah it's, it's fucking too early for this shit <laughs> he's like so gus and jones i thought it was uh that that to me, I was there live at that fight. It was one of the best fucking fights. It was so good. Yeah. And when they talked about that, got inducted to the Hall of Fame. I think last night, or it's going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame anyway. Yeah, it's going to be inducted. And um, and it should. It should. It definitely should. Um, but this fight, I feel like, is right up there. I feel like it's right up there, and not just because. And I we shouldn't have to stipulate that it's because the old oh, they're girls. Who gives a shit, man? They fucking fought yeah. their asses off. Oh. Um, I'm, I I think it's right up there with one of the best fights I've ever seen. Yeah. It was a, uh, it is absolutely a performance when I'm looking at it, technicality of both, the power that I see out, the speed. Damn, Weili Zhang is fast. Yeah, she is. Because Joanna is fast. And you could see there was actually just a little bit bit more speed with Waitley than Joanna and Joanna's fast. I was like, I mean, both of them are just unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, I honestly I would say, you know, they were talking about it as the best female fight ever. I mm. got to categorize things yeah. and performances, especially, you know, championship wise. I look at, you know, Holly Holmes had her performance against Ronda. Yeah, that was a great performance there. Amanda had her performance not only against Ronda and against Cyborg. Yeah. Those are two great performances, but there's a it that fight is absolutely up at the top. It's incredible. Yeah. There's fight there's fights in there though. Like I'm I'm talking about like the fights that when you just sit down and you're like, "Wow, the whole fight was fucking phenomenal." Uh the Cyborg fight and Amanda fight, like that fight happened because someone got finished. Holly Holman, Ronda, that fight was just a masterpiece, just fucking painted all over Ronda's face. You know, and then like it was one of those, those are good fights, but when it comes down to when they're both evenly matched and you get action for 25 minutes, that yeah. to me are the that's the fight that I'm I'm talking about. Like when you're gonna put a fight into the Hall of Fame. I think yeah. of fights like that. I, I don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take anything away from Holly Holmes and her win over Ronda. And like, they're fucking phenomenal, you know. And then uh, you know, Cyborg and Amanda and all other stuff. They're phenomenal fights. But I'm looking at like the duration. I, I you know I, I look at fights that are five rounds or three rounds that were just barn burners for the whole fight. Guys, are like you know, I I look at uh, what was it? Um, Frankie Edgar and Gray Maynard won. I'm just like, this was a fucking, just an absolute savage of a fight. You know what I mean? And so, though, though I look at those kind of fights, like, man, it was so good. It was, I want to see it again kind of fight, you know? Even even the, uh, yeah, I mean, just those those kind of fights is what I was looking at. So, I can't, I have to sit down and think of other girl-female fights where I was just that engulfed into it like that. Um, you know, I know there's some in the old Strike Force days, you know, that I thought were like that. I want to say Misha and... Misha and Marlos Cohen yes. was great. Yes. Misha and um, God, I want to say it was um, God, try it. 
Aztec princess. Who is it? It was uh, she was married to um, George Grigel. Um, oh, has no has a sister, Stephanie. I can't remember I can't. her name. My that, God. See, I told you guys he's slipping. I'm losing it. Just losing I told it, you guys he's slipping. He's not the old John. He's just not what he used to be. Just a, just a fragment of what he used to be. Totally. Oh no, it's all right. I'm not even a fragment of what he used to, uh, what he is now. That's what no sleep <laughs> does to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Dude, let me ask you. Let me let me ask yes. you this. As far as the, I, no doubt about the, entrance of Jones and Gustafson into the Hall of Fame yeah. as for the fight. I love the fact that they're putting, they put that in there, that that's a Hall of Fame fight. But do you think the fighters themselves, if you get that Hall of Fame fight, like last year it was Diego and Guida, do you think the fighter should be in the Hall of Fame based upon that or just the fight? Just the fight. Me too. I don't get this whole thing where you're putting the fight, you put the fight into the Hall of Fame as yeah. that's a Hall of Fame fight. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand this whole thing. And, Are they and putting now the like, fighters in there too? Yeah, well, dude, the very first one they put it, Frank Trigg, who I love, uh -huh. you know, is in the UFC Hall of Fame. But if you look at Frank Trigg's UFC record, it's bad. You know, he's he had a couple of losses to Matt, and the second one was the one they put into the Hall of Fame. That fight, but you know, lost to you know St. Pierre, lost to quite a few people. But he's in the UFC Hall of Fame, which I'm happy for. I love him. When guys like, you know, Frank Shamrock's not in the UFC Hall of Fame. Yeah. Jens Pulver's not in the UFC Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's and you very go, strange. Yeah, and that, you, that one I look at and I go, should they actually be putting the, you know, you put the fighter in as an individual. You put the fight in as an individual fight. Yeah. But do you, do you say that those people are Hall of Fame because they were the ones that took part in that fight? So I don't know. Here's my thing. I agree with you on the Frank Shamrock thing that Frank Shamrock should be in the hall in the UFC Hall of Fame. But just to, from what I've heard through people is that they had almost came to a thing where they wanted to put Frank in. They were talking about putting Frank in, and then Frank told him to fuck off. So they're like, forget it. <laughs> okay, that, that I don't doubt. Yeah. So it got I, that's from what I'm hearing that UFC actually had reached out to him and said, hey, we'd like to do this try to put you in the Hall of Fame. We obviously know you're done fighting. Like, you know, like, we want to put you in. And he basically just told him to fuck off. Okay. And so that's from what I understand. That's from what well, I... If that's true, yeah, I, I, my hat goes off to the UFC for uh, yes. putting it out there and trying. <laughs> my and hat goes off to Frank for my, being Frank. For having his feelings. <laughs> for being Frank. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, the Jens Pulver thing baffles me. I, I have no idea why. None. Oh, I know I, why. Yeah, maybe you do. I don't. I don't know why. Come on. I don't. Do you remember Jens Pulver picking up a UFC belt and holding it over a trash can and letting it go? Yeah, I do remember that. Okay. But he, he uh, left. Yeah, he left. And but... threw their belt in the trash, <sighs> and there was bad feelings for it. But he came back. He came back, though. I know he came back. I know. I thought it was all I gone now. I, I remember that. Once you're back, you're, you would, it's all gone. You would think, you know, but yeah. I think eventually Jens will get there. You know, and it's just I, a matter of I, I hate to you've, see you've only you've only got so many of that pioneer wing that you can yes and he's a pioneer yep there's no doubt I wouldn't say you know you could put him in modern modern day but he's a pioneer is Pat pioneer of the lightweight in? division is Pat yes. Militich in yes. then there should yes. be no reason why Pat, then Jens Pulver's not in there there should be no reason no reason I totally agree with you yeah. I think this you know hopefully <laughs> this year. 
they'll make that announcement. I, I, the thing that is scary about that is that I feel like if somebody like him, he's just being Pete Rose. That's all he, I, he didn't even basically like that to them as equivalent to someone, you know, betting on, on fights <laughs> yeah, or baseball. That's sad. That's sad to think that. So, um, you want to do a pause? Sometimes it takes, it. sometimes it takes time uh-huh. for emotions and feelings to go, eh, all right, I understand. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, let's let's talk about the most exciting fight of the card um, of the year. The, yes, of the uh, yes of the year so far. Great <gasps> performance uh, from both guys. And Man. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot I could say. I could sit here and say a lot, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you talk first. Well, then, and then, well, then that so, would then that would be more than that happened in the fight. Yeah, <laughs> you could say a lot. Oh man, I didn't. I someone told me you told me this morning that they released the uh, cards, mm-hmm. the fight cards. So what was the scoring? It's all ten names, pretty much. Should it should have been. Let, let's be honest. Okay, let's go with this before you even tell me the scores. There. Okay. The first round should have been ten ten, and the reason it should have been ten ten, <clears throat> even though I know it's not going to be because they both because suck. Yoel landed that one shot. Yes. Yes. Neither guy. Deserve to win the round. Yeah, this is when when people talk to me about oh you know there's you know they should have ten no, for the most part if you have a fight and it's like you have a fight uh, you know and I I heard people tell me oh you know the the first round of Wei Lee versus Joanna should have been a ten ten it's like are you freaking kidding you see all of that action going on yeah. you see all those things there's a difference you've got to see the difference where you have a problem scoring a fight is when they give you nothing mm-hmm. and what did they give. They gave the judges basically nothing. Now they had the UL landed the one shot. You saw Izzy kind of blink in his eye, you know, and it was because probably the, you know, the, the corner of the glove or the knuckle kind of went in his eye, but did it, you know, did it damage Izzy? No, it didn't damage him, but he reacted to it. And that's saying, okay, it had an effect. Mm-hmm. And so I knew he, I knew UL was going to get that first round. Yeah. And so he gets the first round. And then you look at the other rounds, and yeah, I would say UL probably wins the second. You and I were texting, mm-hmm. you know, but you, I could see where someone would say, "Well, no, you know, Izzy's hitting with the you know the leg kicks, he hit, you know the kick to the body, and eh, could could have gone." But we'll say you up. But then Izzy wins the other rounds, and it should have gone to Izzy. Goes to Izzy because Yoel just didn't have a passion to come out there and try to win that title. Now I'm not saying that Izzy had a great performance but he did exactly what he was supposed to do as far as my job is not to try to just knock the I gotta I gotta chop this guy down take a look at Yoel's leg Yoel Yoel's gonna be doing the, the stanky freaking stiff leg walk for a while gangster walk because that was the true damage that occurred in that fight overall was the sustained attack of the kicks by Izzy it's just it was not a good fight and sometimes you get Guys like Izzy, you know, very similar to Anderson Silva, has that beautiful style. It takes a certain person sometimes to make that style work. A guy that comes after him. Guys that don't come after you at times make it tough for a guy that's a good counterfighter. Same as, you know, Anderson was MVP when he fought Fernando Gonzalez. Didn't look good because Fernando decided, I'm not coming after him. He needs someone to come after him. And you can take, you know, one of the worst fights ever in championship history with the UFC, if you're going to look at it, first off, Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn, they deserve that one. But 
if you're gonna say modern day, it's Anderson Silva against Damian Maya. Yeah. Dan, poor Dan Mergolata is the guy. He's the referee of both fights. I remember Anderson was using Dan Mergolata as a shield in that fight against Damian Maya. It was so bad, you know. Anderson basically stopped fighting, especially yeah. for the last two rounds, and it can happen. You know, it's just sometimes styles just don't match up. You know, Damian Maya's had a couple of the worst championship fights. You know, he had one against Woodley. Remember that fight, him and Woodley? Yeah. It was horrible. Now, yeah. he's trying, you know, Damian's trying, but Woodley's just shutting it down, mm. not really going after him to, to try to end it. He just knows I can win these rounds, but it was just boring. Yeah. You know, and this fight was just boring. Yeah, when you have somebody that is really good at one thing like Damian Maia, you've got to be careful of the takedown. you got to be careful of just getting finished. Ben Ashkin fell victim to that, right? Got Lost the one takedown, and all of a sudden, fucking fight's over. <clears throat> you know? Um, that's what happens when you fight guys like that. Like with Yoel, yep. you just don't want him on top of you. So that will in, I, Exactly what you're saying, I thought what Izzy was trying to stay away from was that, and you saw it one time yeah. with Yoel, he had that one moment, you know, kind of gets him down wide and goes after that crit. And, hey, he can hurt you yeah. bad within a very short amount of time. Yeah. And that's what Izzy was trying to stay away from. But Yoel needed to bring that more. If you have that much energy at the end of the fight, it's mm -hmm. telling you you didn't do enough. Yeah. You know, you, you can't have that kind of energy at the end of the fight. Mm. You got you to gotta leave it out there. This is for Yoel. This is it. You're, they're not going to give him another title fight ever. They're going to have to. You can't keep denying him. Like the, guy, the guy's just fucking starching everybody else that's in front of him. Like you've got Paul Costa, you've got Izzy. He's going to have to. He's going to have to starch that entire division. Yeah, I mean, before that would happen. Yeah, I think. I think if 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 Paul Costa wins, then I can see them giving him a title shot after he gets a win. So you'll probably have Romero fight one more time against somebody. If he knocks him out or finishes him, then, you know, whoever wins Izzy, I don't think they're going to give him Izzy again. Uh, not after that performance from either guy. No. Izzy doesn't want to fight him probably. He's like, no, I beat him. You know, like also too, it's, it was a boring fight. Like I, there'd be no reason for the UFC. Now with Paul Acosta, we know what we're going to get. We've already seen it. Paul yeah. Acosta is going to make him gonna fight. Come after him. He's going to make oh, him fight. Him. He's like, I'm going to fucking make you fight. And, and then we're gonna take his head off. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get which a good is fight. what Izzy needs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm uh I'm I'm extremely disappointed because I was very excited for the fight. But once again, look, I, I go back to this with guys that I was upset with DC when he didn't wrestle Steve Bay in the second fight. I was ups, I'm upset with Duran last night too, not fucking using his wrestling. Fucking Ed Ruth driving me up the goddamn wall, not using his wrestling. Like these are all people that I know, and I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know uh, Yoel Romero at all, but it's so frustrating. Man. I'd give anything to have the fucking wrestling that you guys have. I'd do anything. I mean, it was just. Man, I, I I didn't matter how many times I was I was a decent wrestler in high school, a little bit in college, but I just never had that fucking level of wrestling. Didn't matter mm -hmm. like what, you know, and like it's just such a tool. And if I had like a sixteenth of what they had, fuck man, I would have been a been I probably would have been a completely different fighter. I'd have been unbeatable. Uh, I wouldn't say unbeatable, <laughs> but I would have been a different fighter. I would have been wrestling the fuck out of people left and right. Like just non-stop i mean i just i love the grind of the wrestling and the jiu-jitsu all together and they just they they 
I don't know if they're it's because it's a six minute a six minute match or just wrestling's shorter and like they're afraid like they know what they felt like in wrestling at the end of the match. Now I got to go 15 minutes or 25 minutes. I don't want to make myself tired. We understand it makes you tired, but it's how fast you recover and the more and the more you wrestle, you got to remember those those other people you're fight they can't wrestle at your level. They can't wrestle at your level. Like just if you chain wrestle it all together, I would do anything to be able just to like chain it all together yeah. to the point where the person just breaks and they just can't keep up with your wrestling anymore. Maybe they don't break. Well, look at the Mark Madsen fight. Yeah. The Danish silver medalist in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was wrestling. He wasn't really fighting a lot. He was wrestling a lot. And third round. All that wrestling, he got tired. Yeah. And his opponent was coming after him. And I love the fact that, you know, hey, this is a fight, dude. Yeah. You gotta you gotta be able to take that wrestling and <clears throat> meld it into moments where you are doing damage. Cause he was out wrestling his opponent, you know, hey, you know, completely. But mm -hmm. you're not damaging him. And by not damaging him, if he's in shape, he's gonna be able to continue to go. And in that third round, that's in, he was in trouble at times. There yeah. was a couple. I, I love the fact that, you know, his opponent was going after flying knees, trying to end it. He was trying to time the knee as, because you could see Madsen dropping his head when he would come in for a shoot. It was close. He, you know, obviously he got the first two rounds and obviously his opponent got the second, didn't get it 10 8. It was, you know, not enough, but you can be a great wrestler. You yeah. have to be a great fighter. Yep. yep. You have to be able to meld them all together. Yeah, I just I feel like they I feel like Duran Duran can do it. Like that's what that's Ed Ed Ruth can do it. Like I oh, felt like Ed no was one it. step away from, dude. Just put your fucking hooks in against Amosov. Put your hooks in. You would have won that round. That would have probably it's won not the part fight. of him. Gosh, he just keeps, but but he's going back instead yeah. of again meld it all. He goes back to a hip ride from wrestling. Yeah, and doesn't get that hook. And a guy that's smart says, "Okay, I'm going to get out of this." Yep. You know, but, you know, it's just, and that's, but a lot of that is Duran or Ed, both of them, both at AKA, they have the people around them yeah. that are teaching them, Hey, this is what you need to do, but they need to, they need to get to that point where they make it part of who they are yeah. without thinking about it. It happens instead of that wrestling that they've had. That's that thing that just naturally is put into, into act. It needs to be now instead in these positions, I need to make sure that I get that hook in. I yeah. get that ability to stay on the back, not from a wrestling ride, but from an actual leg that's holding me in. But it's going to happen. They're both young in their careers. Yeah, I feel like both. the one that's working the most on his grappling right now at AKB, Kyle Crutchmere. He seems like he's the one that's kind of focused on. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ed does as well. You just don't see him use it in his fights. Now, Kyle's obviously a little bit more new to the Bellator scene. So after one or two fights, are we going to, wrestling may go away. <laughs> we may just see a stand-up guy because that's kind of what happens. It's it's upsetting because like these guys are so good and so gifted at what they, at, at, at wrestling. I hate to see them walk away from a little bit like, and I, I've not, I've given, I've told him multiple times because I've coached and cornered him a bunch of times is Gray Maynard. <sighs> I couldn't fucking even sniff a fucking takedown on that son of a bitch <laughs> fucking in the room. Pissed me off, man. I would be in so deep on him and his fucking defense and everything was so good. He was probably one. Of, I mean, I still think to this day, he was still probably one of the best wrestlers I ever wrestled against. 
fuck man so good never used it in his fights never nope just drove me crazy man i just fell in love with the stand-up yeah i just would yell and yell i coached him against clay guida and i was fucking just what are you doing wrestle wrestle like you gotta wrestle and he just wouldn't listen i'm like oh. he was yelling back at me he's like man <laughs> shut the fuck up he's like oh <laughs> but uh but no i just feel like with romero look i think we also too with romero he's 42 years old not only is like wrestling make you tired now you're 42 years old trying to wrestle and sure you've been doing yeah. it your whole life but it's hard to if you don't get it and you don't get the takedowns and you know and you're you're vulnerable like you said you're vulnerable and the, your guy's coming forward. He's still, it's a fucking fight. He still wants to knock you out, still wants to beat you up. He's still putting the pace on you. Even if he's not throwing anything, putting pace on people makes you tired. When, when it makes them tired, it makes them feel like, oh no, I can't handle it. Like they start circling, they start running more, they start using energy that they don't feel. They tense up more. That tenseness yeah. is like being in a fucking cold plunge when you're shivering and you're just using all your energy. And that's exactly what it feels like. It's like, shit, man, I'm already tired. Why am I tired? Well, because you've fucking been tense the whole time trying to stay away from somebody. So it makes a big difference. Uh, you know, I, I use that like little analogy because like I, I remember myself a couple of times sparring with guys. When I first started sparring with Frank Shamrock, he would do that to me. You know, he was a fun cardio king. He would just be walking me down, walking me down, always making it look like he wasn't tired. I knew he was tired, but he always made it seem like he wasn't tired. Never let you know. No, he never let me know. Just push back. He'd be smiling and laughing at me and just like talking shit to me. And I was like, I fucking hate you because of this, you know, but, (laughs) but I was so tense all the time. Even if I didn't throw any punches, I was so tense that I was, you're, you're like every time he would flinch or, you know, put a faint or something, I would, I'd tense up and it just makes you tired. And it's like, it's like being in a cold plunge, like shivering the whole time, just freezing. And it's just it exhausting. It makes you exhausted. So yep. at 42 years old, you know, and sure wrestling his whole life, but it still makes you tired and being 42, it's not the easiest to recover anymore. So, I mean, he said, he said something about he wanted to fight till he was 50, but if you're going to fight at paces like that, UFC ain't going to let you fight much longer. No. You know, you can't fight that pace. He, Come on, I, man. I just feel bad because what's that? His fourth title shot? Yep. Two against uh, Whitaker, right? You have two against Whitaker? Two against Whitaker, Luke, and that one. Luke, he lost the ability to win the title. Oh, no, yeah. You remember that he didn't make weight. Luke had the ability to win that interim title, and he got knocked out. Damn. Yeah. Yep, all right. Um, Come on. What what are you you thinking when you walk out in the first round? Uh, I know. He's just thinking, let's just slow the pace down. Didn't move his feet. Yeah, I mean, he but said, come on, let's it's slow like, the pace down. <laughs> and I understand he has to, and we, we talked about it, he has to control the pace because he's a sprint type fighter, mm-hmm. and he does these mad rushes, and those mad rushes have a good chance of overwhelming someone, hurting them, and getting them out of the fight. But you've got to at least have a lot more of those mad rushes. Yeah, you know, there's got to be more. He did a couple, but just not near enough. So did you have Yoel winning the first two and then losing the last three? Yep. Yeah, I have to go back and watch yep. it again. But I had, I had, I know I had Yoel winning the first. I mean, what were the a, scores as far? What were the yeah. scores on the Dave had him? So what were they? Uh, so two judges had uh, Yoel winning the first two rounds, ten nine, and then uh, Izzy winning the last three, ten nine, and then one judge had. Uh, the two, three, four, and five to Izzy, 10, 9, and then UL, 9. Two, three, so four, one, five. One, yeah. one judge gave the second to UL while 
to Izzy. I mean, two two judges gave the second to L, while yeah. one gave it to Izzy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that was so, the big okay. Difference. So the one judge had it four one for yeah. Izzy. Yeah. yeah, got it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I put I put a couple hundred bucks on Yoel because the odds were so good. You know, I I thought I thought for sure he was gonna. What be about to... the odds on Neil Magny? That's the fight I wanted to I talk to you about. Shocked. There that's, you go. See, I bring I bring it up. For that's you. the fight I was wanted. I was like, dude, there was another fight on there that I really want to talk about. He fucking looked phenomenal. He looked great. And I, lo I love Neil, and he's so man. He stays within his realm. He's a smart fighter. He is so good. He's technically good. His ground game is freaking awesome. He's he does not get near enough credit for his ground game, but man, he was long and. I, I love how he performed the, in that fight. He's the most overlooked and underrated fighter I think I've ever, ever watched fight. Ever. Like, every time I see him, this guy sucks. He's not going to win. Fucking goes out there and wins. I, this, I, was I like, did not. He's good. I did not know the odds yes. on that fight until they put him up there. Yeah. And I, I, I sat there and I go, how in the fuck yeah. is Ling Moore? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How Lee. is he the favorite? Yeah, Lee. Yeah. How is he the favorite in this fight? I said, take a look at the competition that yeah. both these guys have fought. It's not even comparable. Well, it's because he's been out for a while. He hasn't fought in what? Yeah. He hasn't fought in what? A year and a half. Like a year and a half. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I was say two years. Yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, he hasn't fought in a long time, and that, that I'm sure a little bit of that had to do with it as well. But yeah, he just but he just looked good. Cool. He, he always yeah. looks good. He, it just doesn't. You look at him physically, and you're like, "Yeah, you're not strong. You're not again." But he's he's a technician. He finds Man, he does good. what he does well for himself, yep. right? Like against the fence, he has got conditioning. He he's, does not get tired. No, he does not get tired. He pushes the pace. You, he stays in your. You grill. looked at him at the end of that fight. He wasn't even breathing. Yeah, he God. was just like. He's, well, I, I'm sorry. I knew I knew he was the underdog. But what were the odds? Uh, I believe. I actually have them. Right you have here. them exactly. I, I want to say it was one eighty plus one uh, forty-five. To uh, was Magni and then Lee was um, minus one eighty. One seventy-five. Okay. Yeah. So what's what is that? I, I don't understand odds all that well, but real I just, simple. I just take the guy who has negative and plus one forty means you put a hundred dollars on Magni, you get one forty back. Yeah, I had. What were my odds on him? So it yeah, it was plus one forty minus one seventy-one. Was the odds that I had for that fight? Yeah, I didn't. I only bet on the Yoel the Yoel fight because that was the best odds. It was he was plus two fifty, minus two sixty five. So, yeah, that sucked. Oh well, I mean, I was hoping to walk away with some cash. <laughs> uh, you can't. You, yeah, you can't win if you don't play the game. It's just how it goes. <laughs> no. Uh, but then again, you don't lose if you don't play the game. Yeah, but you, the upside. Giving always, my money away. The upside's always good. I do that all the time with my wife anyway, so <laughs> why am I going to just give it to her? Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> Ruthless. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's, let's talk um, uh, Barboza. Let's get, let's get that out of the way. Let's go. A little surprised by it. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I am or not. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I I um I want to be very direct and upfront, but I don't want to be very polite also. Um <laughs> I feel like 
that he it seems like his performance he's good there's no doubt about it dude his stand-up is beautiful yeah he's fucking amazing um but he wants to fight at 145 yeah i'm not too sure about that yeah i'm not sure about that either when you go from 45 now you're down or 55 now you're at 45 i just i don't know i don't i don't know like i feel like he was really good at 55 also there's no reason for him to to go to 45 he's 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 not a small guy i mean he's not really super tall but he's not a small guy no he's a big dude he's big so he's I, not short yeah i just don't i don't he, he's five he's what, five, five ten five eleven yeah, five ten five eleven yeah. yeah i i and yeah i don't know it, it just in my mind i i, I don't know man I, I don't want to blame him i'm not saying i'm just it just I feel like it's not just him. I've heard other guys too. They they try to go down to forty five, or they try to go down to thirty five. They try to drop a weight class. It's weird to. It's, it, I guess the other thing too is I get a little nervous. It's weird to hear fighters say that they want to leave the UFC. It's very rare you hear people say. Like Benson said it. I was very vocal about it. Like I, I know, I know people talk about but it. You had been outside, but guys don't do it. UFC yeah, before. I'd been outside. I had already been there. I understand. You know, um, it's weird. It's weird to hear, especially a top guy say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm ready to bounce. But and again, it really doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. I, I'm being it just if the UFC, you know, wants to let him go, they can do that. They, they have won't. that ability. But they also exactly they uh they have the ability to hold on to him yeah. until he fights out those you know what whatever he has on his contract. So really, it's not it's a it's a non issue right yeah. now. It's just the fact that he's asking for it. You're yeah. going, why are you asking for that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little strange. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just there's something's not re- something's not something's not good in the yeah, gravy. Something's yeah, not good. Yeah, it just in my mind. I mean, like there's something not right. Like, why are you leaving? Is you have a falling out with somebody there with Dana or you know, someone, uh, matchmaking not really going your way? Like, what's you know what's it? You're dropping to 45. There, there's something Maybe not they're right. You fights you don't want. Yeah, yeah, there's something not right there, and there's a relationship problem, obviously. And he seemed very. When I read his response, it seemed very, um, very, very like heartfelt. Like he just said, like you know, hey, like this, is, I'm my time here is done. I'm ready to move on. And I was like, that's pretty impressive, you know, like just to think, like okay, I'm done with the UFC. I'm surprised we don't see more fighters do that. Be, I mean, given that, like, hey, look, once you realize they're not really interested in building you anymore, then then you need to move on. It's, but you, you know, everyone needs to understand. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It's this is when you're talking about this. You think that I need these people. I need to be part of this promotion because that's what's gotten me where I'm at and what yeah. I have, even though what you have at this point could be a whole lot because you've done really well, or maybe yeah. it's not a lot, but it's hard to say I'm going to take a chance and go somewhere else mm-hmm. because it's the unknown. Mm-hmm. And until you do it, you'll never know, you know, and that's why, you know, it's the same thing. You, know, you can't, you can't sink the shot if you don't take the shot mm-hmm. and you've got to believe in yourself that you have value, that you can, go out someone is going to want to sign you and that you can go out and make a living and do well with another promotion but when you're you know under contract for that long because he's been with ufc a long time yeah yeah you know it's it's a scary proposition yeah no it's it's true um 
I just felt like Eddie Alvarez, uh, myself, you know, certain guys, they're walking proof that you can make a living outside and make really good money. Um, oh. You guys got to remember Jeremy Horn, he didn't fight in the UFC for the longest time because he was making more money fighting chumps every weekend, you know, than he was, than he would have if he would have went to the UFC. And that's he wasn't not only fighting chumps, man. He was <clears throat> no, good people. I know, but he he said he said it himself. He's like, yeah. why? He's like, I can fight. Yeah. I can fight. You know, dude off the bar stool for ten grand well, every weekend. The, make forty thousand dollars a month. <laughs> you know, the barstool. perfect the perfect you know demonstration or example of this is someone you know that we talked to just recently, and we we talked to him about it. And said, hey man, stay where you're at. And Lance Palmer. Mm, yes. Take a look at Lance and people. All, you know, everyone that runs into Lance or meets him, you know, why aren't you fighting in the UFC? You need to go to the UFC. And we talked to him and said, you know, hey, how much money are you making right yeah. now? What is important? Is it important for people to say you fight in the UFC and you to make less money? Or is it important for you to make that amount of money to set your family up for the rest of yeah. You know your life and he made the right decision again he stayed with the pfl he's won two of the tournaments that's been two million dollars plus in his, his fight banks purse. plus fight purse. exactly Not just the exactly. million yeah. Yeah. yeah and you look and you go hey this is a business you are a business and you have got to do what's best for your business not what's best for your ego yeah. sometimes take the ego and set it aside yeah. and say i'm okay if I have to say, no, I don't fight in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. I I, th I think like for me, it was easier for me to say, I don't care because I had already been there at a young age. I, I was like, okay, whatever. If I go back, cool. If I don't, whatever. You know, when the UFC bought Strike Force, I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Whatever. I'll go back. No big deal. <laughs> it was like one of those things. It just didn't bother me. You know, um, I never had a concern to go. Like, but when we talked to, to Lance, I said, realistically, because he's like, yeah, you know, I was going to kind of maybe think about testing the free mortgage. I was like, nope, just stay where you're at. You're, you're, you're winning the tournament. You're making a million dollars plus your fight purses. They're paying you well. Like, you'd be a fool to go anywhere else. As Because he's not going to make close to that. No, he's not. You, know, he's not. you realize the pay cut he's going to no. get, you know, signing with the UFC. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying they're not, they're not going to pay him, but, you know, it's not going to match no. up to what he has made in the last two years. Not even close. And you go. You got a good chance of doing that again. Yep. Okay. You're the, you're a top level fighter there. You have the ability to beat anybody that they've, you know, got on their roster yep. is going to put against you. Just a matter of, do you prepare right for your fights? Are you doing the right things? And if you're doing those things correctly and the percentages are, you could win that money again. Yeah. So that's what this is about. You think about it in three years, he'll make $3 million. Not, I mean, he'll make more than that obviously because of his fight purses, but in sponsorships, but I mean, if he wins this thing again, that's going to be fucking insane. I, I thought it was a great, I thought it was a good reason for Roy McDonald to leave Bellator. Because he, at the end Absolutely. game, at the end game, Roy's like, look, the level of competition wow. won't be as good. Like, sure, the, the top, the guys in the finals will always be the best guy. You know, he's like, yeah, I'll fight that guy. He's like, but I have an opportunity to make back to back, you know, for the next two or three years, make millions of dollars. He's like, and I, I haven't yes. had that and opportunity, on yet, you know. And on top of that pay that he's getting for the fights, yep. you know, there it's just, it's smart, you know, and it's, it's hard to explain when you're, when you're the Roy McDonald, it completely makes sense. You've yep. been to the UFC, you've been to Bellator. Hey, I can make money. Go good yep. job. Smart. If you're Lance, it's tougher. And it's the same thing as what you were saying. 
you know, you had been in the UFC, so you mm-hmm. knew what it was like inside and outside. And, you know, and it's the same as what, you know, at, at a certain point, you know, in my refereeing, you know, because I had a, you know, uh, hard time, I guess, with Dana and stuff. And it's like, you know, I said, dude, I don't, I've been there. I've done it. I don't care if I ever work for the UFC again. Yeah. I like fights. Now, I would miss the fact that I don't get to, if I don't get to work with some of the best fighters in the world. Mm-hmm. But I'll be okay. I, I've been there and done that. And you've got to have that mindset mm-hmm. of I have to I have to be good with what I'm doing and understand I do this for, you know, a business as a fighter. Yeah. Lance made the right call. And it's tough to make that call when you've never been there. And you do have that opportunity. You're going to have the opportunity to go and to prove, hey, I belong with the very best. I want to prove that to everyone because that's in every fighter's mind. But to look and say, I need to be smart about this. What's the most important thing? The most important thing is during my prime to put my family in a position where we are set for life. And he's done that with the PFL. And I'm happy that he's staying with him. I think it was the right call. Yeah, I think Roy's going to end up doing the same thing. I mean, he's got, I say Roy has two kids now. Two kids now. Two kids now. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought he made the right decision, like going there, understanding that, you know, there's the likelihood I'll be in the finals and the opportunity to make a million dollars every time he fights. It's, it was a smart business decision, you know, and who knows how long around, how long the PFL will be around. I think their contract ends for their TV network coming up at the end of this year. And so if they resign, great. But I, I've heard that they, they've tried to get on like DAZN. They've tried to get on other, other networks and networks haven't really been able to work with them yet and get the deal done but i i uh it's interesting to see uh, if they end up signing again you know another another tv deal they'll be around for a while i think the espn app is done with them or at the end of this year anyways the so who knows we'll see but i think i think that you i agree lance and uh rory and you know guys anytime eddie eddie went to one because they fucking paid him an absolute enormous yeah. amount of money that guy has always made the right business decision when it comes to his financials always wherever they're going to pay me the most i'm going there that's it yep. test the free market agency every chance you get drive the price in the market up what you, do you are crazy if yes. you don't yep I, I i agree all these guys that just like talk out uh Every whatever promotion they're fighting for, and like no, no, every time test the free market industry. every time, every time, like you don't have to Always. be a, you don't have to be a douche about it. There's nothing pricky. There's not there's no no that you're not being an idiot. You're not being a dumbass. You're this is this is what's best for you and your brand and your family and whatever it is. Just test it. Like you're not saying you're, you're going to leave. If you're yeah. shopping for a car, do you look for the best deal? Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. You're looking for the best deal. What's best? Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, you, you and I, we're trying to, we're trying to find, um, you and I are looking for, for the, for the best, uh, producer. So we're trying to replace podcast Dave over here. So <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Uh, yeah, good luck. It should be easy work. It should be easy work. Um, <laughs> what, what was I'm the best producer? Well, uh, what else, what else is there? Tony could be presser. Oh God. Yeah, no. You want to talk about this? He, this guy, he's been bugging. Like, he he was texting me. Man. Yeah, it was very cringy. Um, <laughs> I love Tony. He's got a baseball. Yeah. Why? Why do you got the baseball? Because somebody runs. Jeez, man. <laughs> well, did you see Willie showed up to the weigh-ins with it? With the baseball? She 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 showed up with the baseball at weigh-ins. Yeah, at the stair there. Oh, she should have shown up with a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man. Um, I look. 
outside of Tony being a fucking phenomenal fighter, God, he is his trash talk and his is is more cringy than Triple C. It is way more cringy than Triple C. <laughs> it just I it's I'm like, what do you? It, he's on that Diego Sanchez level of, ooh, oof, yeah, I. I don't. I don't get it, man. I don't. I, I don't know. But I can't. You can't knock. You can't knock his talent, man. He's fucking. Did you, there he's really there was one moment. There was one moment in that press conference, and I, I don't know who the reporter was that was asking it. He's somewhere in Texas, I think, because oh, he brought up a question about Texas afterwards. But the he makes the uh, the the whole thing, and I think he was trying to actually praise Tony. Yes, he was as a as a fighter that has had you know, you know, as anybody in the human race can have mental health issues, nor, just the same as you can have physical health issues. It's not something that you, you know, want. It's just something that's part of you, and you have to deal with it. And I think that he was trying to praise him, Tony. Right? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like Tony, look, look, I okay. You, I was you're trying to compliment you. Want. He even said I'm trying to compliment I, you. Yeah, because uh, I think he was trying to say, I think he was going to try to ask him, you know, a guy that you know has, has had this and has worked through it and come out on top. What you know, maybe like you know, what you know, what would you tell other people that are having these problems or yeah. something? I don't know, you know, but it's like I was like, well, I think somehow someone, you know, because he actually you know, when when that guy it was almost like Tony knew who he was to a point yeah. because the like, guy asked the question and you see Tony, you know, put his hands like in respect. I'm like, and then he goes with the fight. I was like, yeah. I, that was completely a 180. I, yeah. it, I didn't get that part, but I, 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 I hope that he's feeling good and everything is running well for him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I did love. The, I did love the comment that Khabib made. Did you see what when, when Khabib kicked the belt? Yeah. Did you hear yeah. what he said? No. He goes, "That belt's as fake as you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I feel that um. It's so fun to hear people from other countries talk shit. Like we've had a lot of it. You know, Connor, he started it all with his Connor's Irish Connor. accent. And, and it's the way he says Khabib. it. That's the whole thing. You, are, you know, you bring me your chicken, bring me your chicken. You know, like you, you're this number one bullshit. These are things that are funny. Uh, Wei Li against Joanna. Shut up. <laughs> it was fucking, <laughs> it was so, the whole crowd went crazy. It was shut up. It was so good, man. I just... It's just something to do with the accents. I, I it's we're not used to hearing it, and I, I, I actually just love it. <clears throat> I love hearing other people talk shit. Yeah, I, 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 was, I love how Tony Tony brought up the whole uh, you, you're beating up on on high school wrestlers because Khabib, yeah. you know, DC brings a kid, you know, yeah, into wrestling. Yeah. And they, come on, man, you know how good that was for that kid to be yeah. able to wrestle with Khabib. Kids yeah, how special that was. Kid's a California but State it, champ. Yeah, but you can turn state. it around that fast. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. No, that it's kid, like that kid won state just uh, last weekend. So did a girl that started off at my school. America Lopez won California states. So really, good job America. Yep, that's her she name. Started wrestling with her brothers. Yeah, her name's America. I love it. Yeah, started wrestling with her brothers, and she's just been phenomenal throughout. You know, growing up, she's in high school now, and she just won state. Competing That's with really guys cool. or girls? No, against girls. Okay. 
California's a big state, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I a lot, know. A lot of guys I, wrestling, I know, a lot of girls I wrestling. I got you. I, you, know, I, you know, some you live some, in your little bubble. No, some states still have the girls wrestle the guys. That's oh, dude, the, yeah. the, the I don't know if it's North Carolina or South Carolina, one of the two. Girl just won states in the boys' division. Interesting. I can Crazy see Frank good. Mir I watched I her see, match. I can see Frank Mir's daughter do it. Man. Yeah, Isabella. She's, yeah, she's good, man. Bella's she's good. Smashing fools. <laughs> yep. Dude, uh, the, first, the first time Frank ever showed me her wrestling, yeah. she goes and she gets behind, suplexes this kid. He works his way to his feet, four suplexes Jeez. in a row. To a, I go, oh, man, that's yeah. just horrible. That's like, I'd love to see her do that shit to podcast, Dave. Fucking, be fucking <laughs> she would. She'd fuck the talent. She'd fuck podcast, Dave. Oh, dude. Next time, you know what? Why are you doing that to Dave? I would be. Why you doing that? He's just mad because uh, I came in here a couple of weeks ago and choked him out on the mat. Gosh, man, this guy. <laughs> and he was embarrassed in front of his whole class. I would embarrassed in front of his whole class. <laughs> I can understand because everyone was looking at who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is this guy? This guy. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so we're going to talk Bellator real quick. We'll talk uh, Patricio Pitbull versus um, Pedro Cavallo. Pedro Cavallo. We just had this. Dude, just this talk. is what happens when you get hit in the head a lot. You guys. We're, we're going to talk. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk. <laughs> we're going to talk. Yeah, I keep thinking for some reason I keep Daniel, Daniel Weichel and uh, Pedro Cavallo. I don't know why. I'm in the middle of all this. Anyways. Look, man, my brain is not what it used to be. I want you guys to understand that. <laughs> Don't I, hold I, it against I, I me. Want you, kids, I want you to see this. Yes. Do not become a yeah. professional fighter. He's he's been he's been wrong a lot tonight. So by the way, well, me, not so much. Hitting the head a lot too. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I've probably uh, been hitting the head more than you. That's why I sucked. Emmanuel Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanchez versus Daniel Weichel. and then you've got uh, Pedro Cavallo versus. Patricio Pitbull. Pitbull. So, yeah. um, I'm excited for the main event, obviously, because Patricio, I'm a big fan of Patricio. I think uh, Cavallo is, brings all the things that you want to hear someone say they're going to do. He brings that actually to the table. He says, I'm going to drag him into deep waters. I'm going to make him fight at a pace that he can't keep That's up with. That's saying something. That is something that that people have tried to do. Emmanuel Sanchez tried to do to it. Say. Emmanuel Sanchez tried to do it, and he was having some success in those later rounds, but it wasn't enough. Pedro Cavallo, I think he's going to have a hard time. He's, I think he's underestimating how hard it is going to be to get him down to the ground. He's not going to be able to get Patricio to the ground. I, I don't think <laughs> you got that look. Like, what's the look for? Yeah. Uh, you're taking a look, and I really love Pedro as a fighter. Yeah. I was one of the first ones that started talking about him. Yes. When he first came he first came in and I knew I had watched him fight once before. And I said, Hey, this, this guy's actually really good. Mm -hmm. And he's only gotten a whole lot better because he hadn't fought for a while. And his first fight in Bellator was against Daniel Crawford. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Crawford is a stud from England. He was ten and one, I believe, at the time that he fought Pedro. And Pedro and him had a great fight, but Pedro definitely won that fight. I think mm -hmm. it ended as a split, but it never should have. Mm -hmm. Pedro definitely won the fight. Then went on, moved up in weight just to get a fight because he couldn't get fights at 145. Moves up to 155, just smokes his next opponent, smokes Derek Campos, just puts on some great performances. Then he goes out and, he, you know, his fight against Sam Cecilia, he just dominated the actual action of that. Sam had a couple little moments, but 
you know, once he got the back, you know, he didn't even choke him. It was a face crank mm -hmm. crushed his jaw. He's good everywhere. And he is very good at pushing the pace, mm -hmm. but he's facing a guy who's very good at making people who push the pace, not be able to push the pace. And he's facing a guy who is so physically strong yeah. and powerful powerful with his hands and good on the ground and has a nasty freaking guillotine that when a guy goes for the takedown, you better be careful where you put your head. He's yeah. got he's facing a guy that is the cream of the crop. And to get that win, you're going to have to have not only the performance of your life, but you're going to every, all the things are going to have to line up. You, you, you cannot make mistakes in this fight. Can he do it? Yes. Will he do it? We will see. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, how can I put this? He made Sam Cecilia. Sam Cecilia tried so hard to like push, get into his grill, try to dictate the pace of the fight right away. He gassed yeah. himself out, and Pedro Cavallo just hung out. He just like just was relaxed and calm and composed the whole time. And you just saw Sam's like meter, like his little power meter on the top of a video game, <laughs> just start going down. It was like do 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 do. <laughs> and next thing you know, he's just gassed out. He just he had no answer. And then Pedro Cavallo just put started putting the moves on him. Just started, uh, you know, working him over on the ground, putting him in places that he didn't feel comfortable to. Got to his back and was able to, like you said, get the jaw crank. You know, um, that fight. I that fight to me is exciting because Pedro, in his mind, says, "I'm gonna do this," and he's somebody that seems very adamant on this is what I'm gonna do. My only he believes. Yeah, and he should. He should believe. He, he has a reason to believe in himself. Yeah, Look how good he is. Yeah. But when you get to when you get to the other guy who is just as mentally strong as you, and and he he did this on purpose, man. He picked a fight with an SPG guy so he could talk shit about SPG guys. <laughs> I know he did. He's brilliant. He's br I, I yeah. he's like no. He's like he he wants to fight the SPG guys because he's heard that they're good. He's also heard that there's a lot of drama and shit that comes along with it. He wants to be able to say I smash. I smash these guys. I smash your team. I, you know, he wants to be able to say those things. Um, everybody wants to push the pace on Patricio until until he hits them, and there's, then they they feel that little bit of respect, like, oh, maybe I'm gonna, you know, maybe I'm gonna approach this a little bit more cautiously. Um, maybe a little more careful. Yeah, yeah, you know, just ask Michael Chandler. <laughs> like, no respect, <laughs> yeah. and the fight's over. And you got to be careful with that type of stuff. And so I know that he is very adamant on this is what I'm going to do. But I, I want to know if he's still going to be adamant that way after a couple nice clean knocks. We'll you know, see. he's going to take some knocks and it's going to it's going to make him either. He's going to either going to earn the respect, you know, pay, uh, Patrice is going to earn his respect or he's just going to keep doing what he's doing. And then he's playing with fire. But he also he could also be doing something that works in the fourth and fifth round, like he said. But I want to go back to Emmanuel Sanchez doing that also. He did that. And he had success in the later rounds against Patricio when he did that. But Emmanuel fights at a, like, at a nasty, fast pace. Cavallo doesn't fight at that type of pace. He still fights at a good pace, but no, he doesn't fight a like a, a good pressure. A man, he's a, good with pressure and staying in that range that makes you feel like I have to move. Yeah. He, he makes it to where you're just not comfortable with the range that he's giving you and you want to create that range that you feel comfortable with and in doing that he's making you tense and he's making you react and he's getting his shots off he's he's good he's sneaky good at all the guys you know 
you take a look at the top fighters coming out of SBG, and Bellator's got a ton of the guys from SBG. Obviously, Connor is their their top dog and with the UFC. All of them are good. Yeah. You know, Peter Queeley is a good fighter. He's good. Yeah. Brian Moore is a good fighter. You know, James Gallagher, he's a good fighter. Freaking Charlie Ward is, is a good fighter. Now, Charlie went to the UFC for a couple of fights, but went down to 170 where he was drained out. Yeah. And he shouldn't be fighting there. Charlie Ward's a tough hammer. You know, yes, Sinead Kavanaugh, tough girl who throws her hands against anyone. They've got studs coming out of that gym, yeah. you know, and all of them on the day of the fight, all of them show up. Yep. So, you know, knowing that and, you know, Pedro had, you know, he had, you know, mild success in the beginning of his career when he decided to go to SPG, move from Portugal yeah. to Ireland just to train there, has been there living there since. You know, his, his, his career has taken off and the success, you know, it's, it's written out there because of all the hard work he's put in with those freaking savages in that gym, just making him better and better every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I'm, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's going to be a good fight. I, I want to see if Pedro still sticks with the game plan of pushing the action, pushing the action. Uh, we'll see if he can after he gets after he catches a couple knocks from uh, Patricio, because not a lot of guys stay on their feet after they get hit by him. And then on top of it, not a lot, not a lot of guys. They all say they're going to come in. Look at Juan Archuleta said, "I'm going to come in there. I'm going to get in his face. I'm going to push the pace." Yeah, that didn't work. Not easy. He got dropped. Once not he got easy, dropped, yeah. the whole game plan changed. He just changed. Yeah, you know, he just stayed on the outside, just trying to like jump in real quick and get out. It, there was never any moments where he was like, "Let's get in there and get after it." After he got dropped, so guys, they say that, and but then Patricio changes their mindset after he hit, hits him a couple of times. Um, I didn't see the first fight with Emmanuel Sanchez and uh, Dale Vaisho. Can you tell me how it went? It was a good close fight. It's a matter of, you know. Angles in the fight were created sometimes by Vaishal, but then Sanchez started, you know, dictating the pace later on. But wasn't, you know, you could have said that Sanchez won the fight. Mm -hmm. And you could have said that Vaishal, it was that, that close. But the real difference, in my opinion, in this fight, it's five rounds. It's yeah. not three rounds. And in that five rounds, I've watched Vaishal compete at a five round fight, and I've watched. Emmanuel compete at a five round fight and one of them starts to tail off a little bit while one of them continues to maintain yeah. and that's going to be the I think the difference they match up very well they're both outstanding on the ground vichel has got a beautiful ground game he's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu I think from Dean Thomas mm -hmm. you know and uh Emmanuel his ground game is phenomenal he's a black belt with uh Daniel Vanderlei and you look, they match up so well in everything. The real difference in this fight is going to be who can control the pace. Does Sanchez take over the pace like he started to do in the, in the first fight and maintain that and push Vaishal to a point where he has a hard time staying with that pace? Or is Vaishal able to actually control it and not allow Sanchez to take control of the pace and placement of the fight? Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, Dan Daniel tends to slow down. Not slow down. He just is not. He doesn't keep that pace that Emmanuel Sanchez keeps for the five rounds. 
Mm-hmm. I think also too the guys that come out of Duke Rufus's gym that you got to stay out of their guards. If you get them in the half guard, you get them into side control, you've got a good chance. Their fucking guard game is really good. It's good. It's very impressive. You've seen it with uh, Pettis when he sub Benson. You've seen it with uh, little Sergio. You see it with these guys, with the guys that come out of there. Uh, And Emmanuel Sanchez, they're they're really good off their back, and they're good from the inside the guard position. When they've got someone in their guard, their armbar triangle game is nasty good. It's quick, it's explosive, and it's very. They got very strong legs. I don't know if it's from all the kicking, but when I trained a little bit with uh, with Pettis years ago before he was the champ, I got into his guard. I was like, dude, his grappling is his armbar triangle game is really good. It's strong. His setups are fast. Everything is good. When you get to half guard, you get to the side control. This was back then. The, yeah. He he wasn't that good. He like he, he was still struggling at the time. He's obviously a lot different of a fighter now. You know, yeah. off of his back and his grappling and everything. Like that. But at the time, but I just see it. I see it uh, in all these guys from Mal Sanchez to Pe- to Pettis, both the Pettis brothers, and uh, it's it's impressive, man. You got to stay if you're Daniel Weiser, You got to stay out of his guard. You've got a uh, you know. You just you've got he Dale does something very well. He makes guys fight to a slower pace normally. Yes, but that's Emmanuel, what I'm talking about. But Emmanuel Sanchez is not someone who normally follows that line. You know, um, you saw with Patricio, like Patricio hit him with some good shots, and he's like, "Fuck it, my game plan is to keep coming forward." And that was his game plan, and he just kept doing it. You know, and that's why I wanted to know if Pedro Cavallo is going to follow what he said he's going to do. He's like, I'm going to push the action. I'm in the best shape of my life. I saw him at the Ireland show and we talked and he's like, you don't get it. He's like, this is the best camp I've ever had. He's like, I'm fucking more focused and more determined and more ready than ever. And I mean, we talked for a good probably 10 minutes and he's just like, I'm ready, man. He's like, I actually just waiting. He's like, two weeks ago, I was ready. He's like, I'm ready now. Like that. And this was, you know, two weeks ago. So he, for a month, he's been ready. He's waiting for this. He's been ready. So Emmanuel Sanchez, he knows what he needs to do to get it done, but can he implement it and not be stuck fighting Daniel Weichel's pace? Because he finds ways to make guys fight his pace. He finds a very slow, controlled, you know, he made uh, Saul Rogers fight yep. his pace. He made Saul Rogers fight his pace and and uh, and, and it worked for him. It worked for his, uh, to his benefit for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm. That those two fights alone to me are fucking phenomenal because we have I think for me I feel like we have the most stacked featherweight division and I'm not saying that because I'm a homer and I'm a Bellator guy I'm saying that because I feel like these guys are really good these guys are, really, are really really good you know and all um, of them yeah it's very it's very I mean I'm not saying, I'm not saying the UFC guys are not good I, I think they're phenomenal as well um they I, are. I, I'm very I'm just very happy that we've got a, a good crew of guys that are just very action packed and this 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 card is going to show it I think that that main event will definitely show it and the way Emmanuel Sanchez fights I'm excited to see if he can make Daniel Weishel get out of his comfort zone if he can do that I think he's got a good chance of winning um, what other yeah. fights are on that card um, there was another big fight on there that I really wanted to see. Uh, Paul Daly and Sabah Hamasi. Yeah. And on Ronnie Marks. And then That's Ron- the one that I Yes, Matt Mitrione and Ronnie Marks. Paul Daly and Sabah Hamasi. Yes. Is going to be. Someone's going to sleep. Okay. Because Sabah Hamasi likes to. He likes to set his feet and throw down with guys. I don't see him trying to take Paul down. Paul, we all, all know. You can say what they want. He is still. 
one of the most devastating knockout artists with his hands that MMA has ever seen. His left hook, I've said it too many times, the best left hook in all of MMA. He is a bomber. That's why he's called Semtex. And someone's going to sleep in that fight. I, know, I say that and it'll end up being a decision because I'll jinx it. But I don't see how that fight can end up going the distance. Just don't see it. So you're saying that Paul Daly's got dogs in his hands. <laughs> you're going with the dogs. I'm going with the dogs. He's got, got dogs. Dogs in his hands. Yeah, yeah. I'm out there. Who made, he's who, got, he's who made got that video? TNT. Somebody on you somebody on IG made a video about me from, from Rogan and then also here and then the crickets and people you you and Dave <laughs> yeah, like just playing, awesome. doo, doo. oh geez. That was too it, dude. That was good. I I'm gonna have to repost have to, you guys, I'm gonna have to post that on my IG just so you guys can take a look at it and laugh at me. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh I gotta say I laughed at myself a little bit. He's got dogs. But Homa Hamasi, yeah, man. Mm -hmm. You know, look at Hamasi had it. It's only had one fight. Bellator, he fought, uh, I think it was Terrell, and 17-second knockout. Hmm. I mean, he's got he's got power in his hands, and if you remember his fights in the UFC, he had the, I can't remember the guy that just got cleared of uh, sexual assault. Ah, I can't say his name. It starts with a name. But, you know, they had some some just throwdowns, and Homasi ended up on the short end of that one. But the guy will stand and bang with anyone. He doesn't like to go to the ground. I don't see anyone trying to wrestle in this, so yeah. someone's gonna go to sleep. Abdul. Oh, Abdul. Abdul, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see Paul fight. Uh, I'm excited more for the Matt Mitchell and Ronnie Marks fight because I want to know if Ronnie Marks can crush that distance between the two of them because he cannot he let Matt to. stay on the outside. If he does, if he keeps, if he if he lets Matt stay on the outside. He's it's gonna, gonna be ugly. Picked apart. Just yep. touch, touch, touch. But Matt also taking the fight on short notice. Yeah. And Matt going against a guy that he knows, similar to Bader, yep. wants to take him off of his feet and beat him up on the ground. That's that's you know, Marx has got a good chance. He's got great jujitsu. He's got a good submission game. You know, he's a legitimate black belt from Andre Pedaneris. And He's yeah. got all the tools necessary if he does the right things to win this fight. But yeah. he's got to get through the length and the speed and hand quickness of Matt Mitrione because Matt is elusive. For a big guy, he moves well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've said that for a while. Yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely athletic. And what is he, 39? Oh, he's, he's 30. 40. Yeah, he's 40 now. <laughs> yeah, he's 38 or 39. Yeah, 30, 39 or 40, I mean. But I mean, he's super athletic. I don't know how he's fucking still doing it. I mean, I think I'm 42, and I'm thinking to myself, man, <laughs> there's no way. <coughs> Sorry, somebody asked me the other day. You know, do you miss it at all? I'm like, I don't miss a fucking thing of it at all. I don't miss anything. But that's good. That's yeah. You know that that's when you know it was time. You know, if if you if it was still in you and you have to get rid of it, that's a, that's a lot harder. Mm. You know, you're in that kind of like the Chuck Liddell, you know, view. Chuck will always like to fight. There comes a point where we understand you like to fight, but maybe you shouldn't. You know, it's yeah, just, it's gone. I don't have. I feel like I don't have a competitive bone in my body anymore. Like I just don't. I don't. I, okay. I, I don't get That's the good. urge. 
What's that? It shows. Bro, <laughs> this guy, this guy, man. And you guys wonder, man. you got everyone listening at home, you guys wonder why I smack him around. <laughs> it's like, psh, 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 psh. yeah. Um, other than that, no, I, I think the card's going to be good. I think it's going to be a great, I think it's going to be a really good card. Um, it's on a Friday night. It's this Friday coming up. Um, it's It should be a good card. I'm excited, especially those two featherweight fights. I'm excited for those. I like it. Leslie Smith against Jesse Meal. That's going to be a good fight. Mm-hmm. Jesse Mill is a yes. real BJJ black belt. Her ground game is really good. She will stand and bang, but she doesn't want to stand and bang with Leslie Smith. Yeah. And Leslie's jujitsu is way better than people understand and w- way higher than I think she's a purple belt. Uh, but it's good. She's yeah. got very good MMA jujitsu, very strong on the ground. And just the way that she likes to pressure and crush space and just maul people I'll, I'll watch leslie smith fight anytime yeah i feel like here's my one knock on leslie smith is that there. sometimes her fight iq doesn't come through she's a smart girl <laughs> like she just yeah, sometimes she just yeah, just comes forward and just keeps yeah and i i get it sometimes you have to do that but she does it more than she should i think sometimes i think so, oh, i think you i think you're right in the fact that sometimes leslie feels that coming forward is is winning her the fight when she's getting hit and and people are seeing her get hit she needs to come forward in a smart fashion have that pressure but be sure that you're moving your head also instead of taking shots but she's uh i think she's changed her name from the peacemaker to the hellraiser oh geez So Uh, i wish i would have got rid of i wish i would have got rid of my nickname i think nicknames are well overrated I wish I would have got rid of mine when I was fighting. Some are. Well, I mean, Hendo, he had Hollywood, right, for a while, and then he went to Hendo. Oh, which yeah. I like Hendo way more. Yeah, yeah I like Hendo. What's Hollywood about Dan? <laughs> That's, I think they did He's the most like, non-Hollywood yeah. dude there is. Yeah. I think yeah. The, they did that on purpose. I don't think you give yourself nicknames. Did he give himself the nickname? No, you should not. Yeah, you should never give yourself your own. That should be illegal. Yeah, I would have named my, I would actually, I would have loved to name myself something like Prodigy or Phenom. But those are already taken. So Plus I was, yeah. I was, I was actually. I think the guy who has, to me, who has probably one of the best is the answer. Yeah, Frank Yeager. Frank Yeager, yeah. the answer. I really like yeah. that. That was a. I said was Eddie's. A cool, I know, Frankie's. Yeah, Frankie's. Frankie's is I really liked his name because yeah. it's a perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you, do you remember when Frankie was first, you know, in the UFC? Everyone yeah, was Tyson like, Griffin. "This guy's Yeah, dude. That they they exchanged knee bars on a. Yeah, uh, different times, and both of them you go, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. But uh, Frankie was so good, and no one gave him credit all the way up to where he fights BJ. Yeah, and everyone's saying he's gonna get killed. Yeah, and he comes out there and puts on just a stellar performance. Yeah, BJ. And we was... already talked about that title fight that night was Anderson Silva versus Damian. It was bad. Yeah, BJ. <laughs> um... BJ was on a terror at that time. And then all of a sudden it was just like, yeah, like he, I, there was that blame. It was in Saudi Arabia and it wasn't whatever the fight. And it just, he it wasn't feeling it. And no, he just met the guy that had the answer. He just, yeah. He, ooh. Yeah. He, ooh, that was a good play. I see. I see what you did there. There you go. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it, man. We'll do it. We'll do yeah. it. I think we'll try to do something in, in, uh, Connecticut. When do you, you oh, get yeah. there Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, I don't get there till Wednesday morning. Tuesday night. 
I okay. get there Wednesday morning. Like what? I think fighter meetings are at noon. I think I land at like six in the morning. I don't, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. flying a red eye. Yeah, I prefer to do the red eye. I do. Otherwise, I would have to come the whole day earlier. I've, I've so, seen, do you, I've do you seen sleep on the red eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Good for you because I can't. Well, I'm a, I'm a diamond member, so now all the domestic ones they up they upgrade me to first class. So oh, there you go. I just lay down. All, almost almost all my domestic flights they upgrade me right away to first class. Wow. Yeah, it's international. They don't. They put me in, usually in like economy plus, but I don't really care. Like That's I can cool. sleep in the shitty chairs. I slept in the city chairs forever. For you, it's different though. <laughs> you're you're a big guy. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can sleep just fine. You've. Give me seconds. I can sleep before we even push off the gate. <laughs> That's me. No, normally, I can do that. When I'm on a plane, it's like, think. Yeah. I'm just looking so around. Weird. All right, guys. Wait. Thanks for tuning in. Also, hit the thumbs up on uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, all those things. Hit the subscribe button. You guys, do us a favor. You guys have been killing it, man. I want to say, what, last week we were at 21,800 uh, subs, and I think we just broke 24,000. So I want to thank you guys. You guys have obviously been sharing our videos. Keep sharing our stuff, man. We appreciate it, and it's growing. We keep growing at these numbers, man. We'll be uh, we'll be uh, making that chael money soon. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know but, if we're gonna make chael money, and maybe how about any money? Yeah, yeah, any yeah. yeah that'll work. That way we can that'll pay work. podcast Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do shit. I, I had to get oh, I had to get his coffee for him this morning. Man. This That's, guy, you know what? You should you should be getting in it. That was the most work you did all day. Was getting my coffee. It's you know it's <laughs> I was I had to call you and remind you to get up because of daylight savings. You weren't even up. up yet. He's this guy, dude. I, I have up. a one year old. Yeah, I'm lucky if I sleep. Never mind. Get up. He's not. There one. you go. Isn't he two? He's one and a half almost. Oh, I thought he was two. Gee, he's been walking since he was like eight months. Yeah, it's crazy. It's got it's it's a dad. It's just you know <laughs> teaching them all the right things. Then your mom. We know mom. We know here, mom. Let, me, let, me, know let mom. me give you a little. I'll give you a little clue here, Dave. See, for the first like year and a half, two years of lives, your your whole thing is you're trying to teach them to walk and talk. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of their lives, you're telling them to sit down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Very true, right? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Have you seen the video of him trying to save his son from falling off the couch because Dave's fucking doing WWE moves with him? And one day, no. Dave jumps on the couch and, his, and he's got it on video and fucking his son falls off the back of the couch and Dave catches him by his foot right before he hits oh, the ground. It was nice. like one of those like save videos. You got to send that to uh, like one of those TV shows. That, oh, yeah. I had like a bunch of people reach out to me, but yeah. I don't want to sell the license and all that because oh, then you geez. lose. You lose rights and all that shit. That's so funny, man. That was great. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and have a good week. Don't forget Bellator on Friday night uh, in Connecticut at Mohegan Sun. If you guys live in the area, come on by, grab a ticket, and watch the fights. Uh, if not, then we will see you come guys. Come talk to us. Yeah, but come talk to us. Come talk to us. Talk yeah. to us. Talk to us. Yeah, if you guys are there, hit it. Reach us. Slide in our DMs. We like that. Slide in the DMs and uh, hit us up. Maybe we'll come down and get, get a picture, hang out. We'll be at the casino. Okay, and be, we actually stay at the casino as well. So if you guys come early, you'll be a, we're easy to find. All right. We're usually at one of the uh, bars. Okay. Coffee shopper bar. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys soon and uh, have a good week.